listening to RazRadioLive.com, home of the first 52, the Weekend Review, the Rob Revere Show, Canifornication, and the Mallard Report. If you like what you hear on RazRadioLive.com, quit being such a cheap bitch and help us out. There's donation bars on the website, and if you use Amazon, link to them through us so we can get paid. Now let me stop bothering you and get you back to the quality programming that you like hearing, only heard on RazRadioLive.com. And those people Conspiracy theorists they consider, They've been crazy But now They're right Can I get with 2.3 trillion When does a citizen become a civilian When did the heroes morph into the villains How can two planes powderize three buildings These are questions that could get you murked Politically, socially, physically put into the dirt Many swear that there's some kind of conflict of interest within The conflict depends upon what you're interested in you can chant 9-11 was an inside job All day until you say the Mossad And pay closer attention to Flight 175 And the odd cylindrical pod beneath the fuselage Then it's 2 plus 2 level addition After you factor in the flight termination systems And flashbacks of the cash that the rabbi stole September 10th style, right down the rabbit hole Until I get with 2.3 trillion Unlimited from federaljack.com you're listening to the first 52 where you can hear the inmates run the insane asylum
this is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth, nothing more. It is Saturday, March 23rd, another great evening to do a interesting and exciting show. I'm curious to see how the show goes because we have our favorite Susan Lindauer tonight and, and we know that uh, she can definitely uh, put the information out there. Um, she's not one that's uh, afraid to talk, uh, so it, it's... I'm very excited to speak with her again. I haven't spoke with her in a while, and uh, it's going to be fun. So I look forward to that. First hour, we're going to cover some uh, some old historical-type stuff, uh, like we were talking about last week. And uh, we're going to cover some new, some new news. Definitely going to get into some new news. And then the third hour, of course, we'll open up the phone lines, ask you guys to give us a call, uh, participate with us, let us know what your thoughts are, what you're feeling, what you're believing in. Of course, to my right is uh, my lovely wife, Lexi. Hello. What are you thinking, honey? I'm thinking we have a lot to talk about, so let's get it, get on with it. Ooh, we have a lot, of ta- lot to talk about. You think so? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> well, let's bring in Dave. You out there, brother? I am here. Can you hear me? Yep, coming through good. How was your week? Well, aside from 14 days of no truck, uh, <laughs> which kind of sucks, but uh, it's been good. It's been good, man. Well, that's good. I was going to say, you know, uh, did you get your truck back yet? No, that's like a sore subject. You know, I spoke <laughs> to the guy yesterday afternoon. Uh, he closes at 5. I, call, I spoke to him at 4. He's like, well... You have to change the pump. I'm like, you've had the truck for two fucking weeks, and now you're gonna have to change the pump because it's warranty work, and that's why he dicked around so long. So I'm not, I'm not happy with the state of Florida <laughs> uh, and the work, the work ethic. You know, I love the weather, love the people, hate the work ethic, and I, and that's been a complaint since I've come down here. Well, that's one of the first things I learned when I came down here too. Uh, was that that horrible work that work ethic? Um, you know, I. Uh, I was a manager for restaurants when I first moved down here, and it's amazing the uh, the way people work or don't work. Uh, you know, it's just you're on vacation almost all year long, and uh, it, it, you forget that you have to do a job sometimes. It's it's amazing you get that down here. Exactly. Yeah. You know, you had a shitty week. Boom. Friday afternoon, you're on the beach. Yep. You know, where where people fly down and spend thousands of dollars to come down here, it takes us 15 minutes to get there. Well, maybe 15 for you, a little less for me. 
<laughs> door to door, all right, from door to sand, all right, 15 minutes for you. Yeah, that's it's about right. Longer yeah. for, it's longer for me, but uh, yeah, I, I, if I want to see the water. If I want to see the water, it's 30 seconds away. Well, yeah, yeah you're right by the harbor there, right? Yeah. Tampa Bay. Right by Tampa yeah. Bay. I'm actually at the very northern part of Tampa Bay, and uh, and I go out there and I see manatee in there all the time. Sometimes an alligator here and there, once in a blue moon, a dolphin, and that's you know right outside. Right, yeah, it's uh, it's one advantage of living down here. That's one of the reasons I love living down here is uh, is for that. Oh, so uh, do you know whose birthday was yesterday? Uh, what was yes? What was the date yesterday? Twenty second. I have no idea. Well, on March 22nd, 1980, which would make this entity, and it's not really a person, it would make it 33 years old. I'm drawing a blank. It's got to be some sort of government law or some shit like that. Do you have a guess, honey? The Georgia Guidestones. Ah. Bam! The unveiling of the oh, Georgia, Guides, oh. Georgia Guidestones was uh, on March really 22nd. Want to start off with, you want to start off with that? Yeah, why not? Let's do okay. that. What do you know of the right, Georgia? So I, I looked into it, and it uh, turns out there, it, it might be written in a, in a uh, the RC. It uh, doesn't stand for Roman Catholic. It stand for, stood for some other type of uh, Christian, I think, uh, sect that didn't really believe in stuff. And, 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 and what it might be is it might be a guide to when... The, the planet it takes a shit, or I shouldn't say the planet, but the people on it take a shit, and then they rebuild, and they come find this, you know, these stones. And say, hey, you know, don't do this, don't do this, and don't do this. Uh, the population control thing, I'm still, I still have a, an issue with. But who gives a shit? Well, <laughs> you know, we have we have some new new listeners. Hold on, hold, wait a minute, wait. You don't care about the Bible, right? right? You don't believe anything that's in there, but yet, you know, 66 percent of the people on this planet think that that's a guidebook. You know, you are now, you know, like you, you think these guidestones are gospel. I knew he is, was I knew he was going to be fired up tonight. I don't know why I knew that, but I had a feeling I caffeine you, in my tea. <laughs> yeah, you've drank way too much caffeine already. Um, well, the, the reason why is because, first of all, this wasn't written, uh, was not writ, um, you know, 2000 years ago, apparently, for starters. Uh, this was something that's new that was just constructed within the past 33 years. Um, and the elite that we, you know, concern ourselves with believe in what's written on there. Um, we haven't really discussed what's written on there, so let's let's start there. Let's give the, the listeners who maybe are going, what the fuck are they talking about? You know, let's give them an idea of what we're talking about. Uh, then we can go from there. How's that sound? Yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> oh boy! That, Yippee! That way, I, that way, that way, I can knock it down line for line. <laughs> oh, that's that's go, fine. We can do that. Go for it. All right. <laughs> for those of you who don't know what the Georgia Guidestones is, it's a uh, limestone erection. It's granite. Um, or granite. I'm sorry, and it's not an erection either. It's it's. <laughs> they're granite tablets. There's five of them. Yes. And there's one in the center, four surrounding it. Correct. And on these tablets written in nine different languages, I believe it is. Eight. Eight different languages. See, that's why I have you around. Good job, honey. Eight different languages um, is these these ten commandments, shall we call them, um, that is believed to be the, the goal or the, the direction for everybody to follow. 
<clears throat> so number one, Dave. Maintain humanity under 500,000 in perpetual balance with, with nature. At or below 500 million, million actually. 500 million, I'm sorry, not 500,000. Okay, so hold, here, here's the thing. We're the, one of the, this, go, this is straight out of the Matrix, right? We're one of the only beings on this planet that, doesn't fa- that hasn't found a natural balance. We just keep po- populating and populating and populating and consuming the resources. And let's be honest, the planet is more fucked up in the last 100 years than it has been, you know, and it's because of humans. Uh, than it has I been in any in any time before that. So, you know, if you were going to leave, let's just say you were going to write a memo to the people, you know, you really thought that this planet was going to die or, or something was going to happen and, and only a few people were going to start up and they were going to, they would need some guidance. Wouldn't you, like, leave a, a list of things that you say, hey, man, you know, we fucked up this time. Here's what you could do next time. So you think it's... Uh it's for after the crash, after uh, after we're all dead and gone, and for the survivors to uh, use as a guide as to how we screwed up. Hence the name Guidestones. <laughs> You're such a dick. Hence the name Guidestones. <laughs> how am I a dick? You just said it, it's for a guide for them. Yes, hence the name. Okay. And again, if you do a little bit more research into it, it turns out, there again, there are this Christian sect that, that believes in... I, I, it, Totally blew my mind when I saw it. I didn't even know that this kind of religious sect uh, was around, but um, they're very good people. It seems to be. Oh, it seems to be. Yeah, I guess yeah. if you want to, you know, I don't know. I, I, I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't like the things that are said. So let's get to the next one. So you knock down number one. I hope you feel good that you feel you knocked that one down. No, I don't feel good about doing stuff like this. <laughs> Actually, I think you you kind of feel you knocked down the whole thing just with your first statement there. I think you think it's done. We're done. Okay, we can move no, on. No, keep going, keep going, because you know we got to. No, no, by all means. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, guide reproduction wisely, improving fitness and diversity. So we're we're guiding reproduction wisely. So that mean uh, that if we have the ability to test and tell that a baby might you know uh, have a problem, that we should abort it. Then is that is that what that means? That's that's what it sounds like. The first two are actually population control, which, you know, I'm not a fan of that. So we're talking about a Christian organization that is... Possibly. I, I, again, I saw it once, and, and don't take... you know. Well, no, it's, it, that's what it is believed, that R.C. Christian, um, that, which is not really his name, uh, was part of this, this secular Christian group. Um, so, I mean, I, I read the same thing. I don't think it was thing. a person. I think it was a group of people, and that it remained sort of anonymous for a reason and i you know it's almost like the way i view it and the way the way it was put together and the reason it was put up was i think to ignite some form of thinking into their realm like they wanted to leave some sort of a legacy of what they felt to be some sort of utopian view in their mind Mm-hmm. I think it was people with way too much wealth and way too much time on their hands that were just trying to put their outlook out there. And it's kind of messed up what their view is of the world. I don't know how how it would fall in line perfect for you, Dave, but... Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 don't you know, I don't want to control anybody, so I personally wouldn't leave a list. I would just be like, you know, I'd just be good to people, that's it. Don't fuck anybody over. That's it. <laughs> just, that's just all. Just be good. <laughs> yeah, just be good. Just be good. <laughs> You don't, have to, you don't have to do good. You don't have to do good for others. You don't got to do. Just 
be good or uh, don't fuck with anybody else. That's all I can. So we would say, though, that that is uh, promoting um, abortion, things mm, like that. I think that's left to interpretation. I, but, I yeah, think but, you're but, seeing that out of the you're taking that from that. And remember, I'm not really anti-abortion. I wouldn't choose to have an abortion, but I, again, wouldn't tell somebody what to do with themselves. So um, it's not that I'm saying that. It's just that's what I'm reading from. The way I see it, because of the organization that I feel that it came from, is that they're trying to promote that each, you know, culture keep to themselves, but, you know, that they procreate within their their section uh, uh, to me it comes across as like a racial play but that's okay. just whatever okay i guess i could take that one number three unite humanity with a living new language so what would that mean what would a living new language mean they want open communication with their 500 million population they want everyone speaking well, the same language go ahead, dave what was the beginning of that again Unite humanity with a living new language. All right, so what that means to me is one global language. Yes. One, one global language. What language would that be? Who chooses that language? Uh, that, that's the thing. It's, it, it, well, who does choose that language? Like, who, do, is, it an Amer- is it English because America is the power right now? Or should it be China because Chinese might be, or Chinese because China might be the power? Well, I think, uh, I think actually, we're all going to be speaking Mandarin pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just actually saw something the other day. It was a chart of uh, th- you know the globe, uh, the global statistics, and sixty-six uh, percent, I think, or whatever it is, it's way more people speak Chinese than they do English. That's kind of. I, I think I've seen that before. Um, what you're talking about there, I believe I've seen that in the past. Uh, I know they had this one guy on. I forget who he is. He's a real rich guy, and he lives out in uh, China now. Um, older guy, moved his kids out there, and, and he said the main language you should learn is Mandarin. Mandarin, yeah. Yeah. And it's like one of the most important ones to learn in the future. <clears throat> so that's that's kind of a scary thought also. Well, what's scary about it, right? So we're going to have a shift change. You know, a hundred years ago, England, uh, I did this last week. You know, England was top power. And a hundred years before that, it was the Dutch. And, you know, before that, it was somebody else. But the Chinese, the, the Chinese, when they rule some over people, don't really treat, well, not like we really treat people. We're ruling over very well, good either. Right. Here's the dichotomy or the duality of this thing, mm-hmm. right? Or some big word that I can't remember right now. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I think all those worked for what you were saying. Every year, and this is this is this is this is an observation I made just last year. Every year, America's Amer- Americans lose more and more freedoms, right? Because every year there's seventy thousand new laws nationwide. You know, it takes you it would take you four lifetimes to learn all the laws in this country, right? Um, and every year, China becomes freer and freer. <sighs> With their <laughs> right, there you go. Uh. <laughs> well, I don't see how they they're getting freer and freer, but we we can we can discuss that a little bit later, I guess. We're going. We're becoming a closed society. They're becoming an open society. Trust me on this one. 
Okay. If I, I mean, I, I'm not saying that we should, you know, <laughs> all hail the Chinese overlords because I'm against freedom. I'm against freedom. Oh, I mean, I'm I'm against freedom. I'm against oppression. <laughs> yeah, there is a good drop. I'm, I'm pro freedom. <laughs> I'm, I'm against freedom. <laughs> I don't want any freedom. Bring the Chinese in. I don't want the freedom. All right, yeah, so and and they're poised to they're poised to take over as world power probably within our lifetime. Well, you know, they were just meeting with Russia this past week. Um, yeah, it could be. Uh, I, I definitely would say that within our lifetime, the U.S. will no longer be a world power. I don't know if I want to definitely say it's going to be China because it could very easily end up being Russia. Um, I, I don't care. I really don't give a fuck who the world power is. As long as, you know, you know what? As long as they leave us uh, alone. Well, nobody's going to mess with us because we have guns. And uh, for now. Well, right. This is why I say it, it might happen in our life in our lifetimes. Because if somebody tries to take my gun away, then I probably will have no life. Um, <laughs> because they'll have to take it. You know, I, I hate to be cliche, but they'll take it out of my cold dead hands. Out of my cold and, uh, dead hands. Take it. Um, <laughs> All right. Let's move on to the third or fourth one, whatever. Uh, I think we're on number four. Rule passion. Faith, tradition, and all things with tempered reason. What? Say that again. <laughs> That's what everybody always says when I read that one. No, I was actually chatting at the same time. You know, I'm trying to <laughs> I'm do my to, job in the chat box. And I'm glad you're participating in the radio no, show. No, no, no. I, 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 I was trying to, and I just, whatever, I missed a word or two. And I <laughs> rule, rule, passion, faith, tradition, and all things with tempered reason. Control. That's all it is. Control. <laughs> the first verb is rule, right? Right. Rule, passion. Means control your passion. Control your faith. Control your tradition. And all things with tempered reason. Well, either that or so they're saying, we will rule all this stuff. Right. That's a good way to look at it. Considering there you is... got to remember, the people that put the, these guidestones up, or uh, the, the, the Ten Commandments, or whatever book you choose to subscribe you know from they're all trying to control you well yeah that's the main point of it is is control. I, so far i haven't heard one thing that says live free yeah well <laughs> you're not going to the the, uh, the people that put this up don't want you to live free mainly it was about population and con- control and yeah. control <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah all right let's do number five protect people and nations with fair laws and just courts that's one that kind of sounds like it could be good, but, yeah, but who decides? Who decides what's fair and just? Well, that's exactly the problem. Who decides? We're having yawn fit tonight. I'm sure Excuse they'll appoint someone goodness. with their 500 million people that they have. Yeah, there's only 500 million people. So who's ruling over those 500 million people? Well, there's only 320 million people in this country. That doesn't leave very many people left, does it? Uh, no, but it would probably be nice. We pro- we all have we'll all have a hundred acres. We'll all be able to do whatever the hell we want to. But uh, I mean, again, you're talking about because... dropping six billion people, and, and that five hundred million by... people wouldn't be living on a hundred acres of land. They'd be living in high rises in a ten by ten city, and they'd never that's be allowed to leave. To... No, that's because they no. wouldn't be allowed to leave because the elite would own the countryside. It'd be like. Uh, the King of England used to do back in the days of Robin Hood when uh, 
you know, you couldn't go in the forest and hunt where you'd get arrested or even killed for killing because the because it's the lord's uh the lord's land food. and it's the lord's animals the king's yeah. pigs the king's pigs all the king's <laughs> pigs is so all right <laughs> anyways moving on protect you uh let all nations oh no we did that one right Resol- yeah. no we let all nations rule internally resolving external disputes in a world court i don't have a problem with that we kind of pretty much have that with the UN and things at this point in time. Well, you know, I've changed my stance on on. Yeah, you want a world? Like, yeah, I know you want a one world government, so we can all hate one government. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> yep, I got I got I got your way of thinking. I understand. And and eventually you'll see that as well. You you'll understand that borders are the problem. Well, I I I believe, and I wish we could get to where we didn't have to worry about borders, where. You could freely go from here to Mexico to South America without having to worry about it because that's really what true libertarian libertarianism is, is wanting that. But until as long as we have out-of-control leaders doing stupid things and using our money to promote their cause to the illegals they bring in here, we have to have those things at this point in time. Those controls. Those. <laughs> those. Am I making any sense? Mm-mm. You are. You have circular logic because <laughs> we can't have these things because the people are fucked up. So we have to keep these circular, fucked up people. Circular logic. Circular logic. Yeah, it's ridiculous. We can't have. We can't have a borderless society because the government's fucked up. So we're going to keep the society with the governments. <laughs> All right, for anybody that was listening, I just smashed my palm against my forehead. Yeah, well, I, I'm waiting for Fat Bastard to walk out and say it's a vicious cycle. <laughs> <laughs> fat Bastard. Anyway. All right, so you like the court one, the, oh, the laws court one. That's good, okay. Uh, avoid petty laws and useless officials. Oh, I'm definitely down for that one. <laughs> Dave might have to go join this cult. Like the Luciferian secret society. Yeah, you know. Anarchism. (laughs) (laughs) That phrase is everything I'm all about. Get rid of the bullshit laws. No, that's true. I mean, it is. Avoid petty laws and useless officials. Right. And I'm the one telling you, let's get rid of the government. That one's got my name all over it. Uh, Okay. I wrote that shit. You wrote that one. Number seven, Dave. Dave That's mine. <laughs> Dave Forto Jones wrote. You need to go carve your initials next to it. <laughs> Avoid petty laws and useless FTJ. officials. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, a lot of people. That's one of the big things. With it, they've been um, vandalized so much since they've been there because of what people oh, yeah. believe they mean. I mean, Mark Dice, even to this day, I mean, he's calling for people to go down there and smash it to smithereens. That's what I'm reading out of. Mark, if you're, if you're oh, watching you're on, t- on the YouTube thingy-majigger, you can see <laughs> I'm reading really? out of Mark Dice's book. Yeah, I have it on the, the Wikipedia up there, too, but I, I, I'm I using wasn't sure book. what you were reading out of there. Yeah, The Resistance Manifesto by Mark mm. Dice. Not a bad book. That's pretty good. Uh, a lot long. of good information. It is long, and it's broken into like just like it's it's a guidebook for the awakening truther. You know, like it gives you the best. Did I ever show this to you, Dave? Have you ever read it or looked through it? I don't read anymore. 
You have to be willing to put time <laughs> I don't into read it. Anymore. It takes forever. What do you just do videos now? Well, basically, if it does, if you can't get your concept to me in a, in a one web page or less, I really don't have any time for it. But did you read it in the past? Was the question? No, 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 no. no. As a matter of fact, I didn't read any of those books. The only thing, actually, the only things I really have ever done is watch videos. You're right. I, I watch documentaries and a shitload of them. Yeah. Well, you got a lot of time. We went to no, do. I, I, I was. I watched most of stuff when I was uh, employed. Oh, I was making I was making copies of Zeitgeist, right? Because you could buy. I bought the the DVD for five bucks, and they said copy it. I don't give a shit. And I went out and I actually bought um, DVD covers because I had both one and two, and I printed out. I copied their uh, their cover and printed. I gave. It looked like brand new things. I was giving them out to everybody, and I I bought the four. The, the, the DVD holders that hold four, and I would put like uh, Freedom to Fashionism in there and a couple other ones in there. And I was a DVD given motherfucker. Hmm. <coughs> Ugh, God goodness. bless you. I know. I don't know what the it's heck. Like a train coming. Something. Oh, you know what? We cleaned the house today, and I think we stirred up a lot of dust and stuff while we were cleaning. And how you you, you tend to stir up a lot of extra dust when you do cleaning. Had to do our yes, spring do. cleaning. And I've been sneezing ever since. And I, you know, it sucks. It's like every Saturday or every couple Saturdays, I get this sinus thing going on. Yeah. Make a note. Clean clean the house on Sundays. Yeah, but that's the day to relax. <laughs> We're going to yeah, go see gotta, the air show tomorrow. you got a radio tomorrow. show to do on Saturday nights. Yeah, I know, I know. All right, before we get into that, because I want to get into that, because that goes into one, yeah, something else. So uh, let's get through the rest of this. Balance personal rights with social duty. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You said, you said don't, don't let that slip by. You said this is going to go to something else. Are you going to talk about chemtrails and your stuff he knows? No. No, 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 no. no, no, no. <laughs> okay. Nope. Yeah, read it over again. I'm sorry. <laughs> and he had to say chemtrails first again. You said it first, man. You said it. You first. know that's really nine thirty-six, Dave. It's really pathetic. Come on, Doris. He's such a dick. All right, uh, balance personal rights with social duties. You gonna do your social duties, Dave? You said duty. Fuck no. <laughs> I don't have. I don't have. I don't have a social uh, responsibility to anybody. So Dave just jumped off the cult bandwagon. Yeah, it was one and of see, the number seven was was something like I, <laughs> but I kind of like that one. I'm not gonna lie. See, that's where you and I differ, Dave. It's <sighs> what do you mean? Where are you? I and mean, Dave for uh, for society to function well, for equality to be there, and not that I'm saying that everyone should be equal, and some people work a little harder and deserve a little more because they worked for it. But I think people need to pull their own weight. To at least provide for yeah, feed themselves. your family. Yes, that's not social duty. I, that's 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 life. So what, well, in my mind, as a social responsibility for you have to take responsibility for yourself socially as part of society. I think, in that, my mind, I'm not saying that anybody should abide by that, but in my mind, for society to function well, everyone should take responsibility for themselves. Is what I'm trying to say. All right, and and how do you mean that? I mean, wh- uh, how does how does a society not function well if I just feel like sitting in my house and doing nothing? How is that affecting your society or your life? Well, at, for you as a all? person, like everyone needs to work on themselves. But for you as a person, I don't think that if somebody wants to sit on their ass all day, that I should be responsible for providing for you. 
All right. Well, that's the, that's, the, that's the that, system we currently have. I know it, that, and I don't agree with see, that system. Right. So in, in, in the system of old, let's just go back 200 years when there wasn't income tax. Um, and I, let's just say I am the way I am. I'm, I'm going down this road of disability, and I can't, I can't work outside anymore because back then you really didn't work with your head. You worked with your body. And what would happen to me? I would just either die or I'd be eating dirt or somebody <laughs> – you know, a mutual. No, you wouldn't. You would get up. You would. You would farm. You would do what you had to do to sustain yourself. What if I couldn't? All right. What? What? Because eventually, that's going to be the case in my life. You know, the, there's a wheelchair in my life in my future, probably. Okay, we're we're in modern <laughs> society, so we can't go back 200 years and compare it to that. We're in a different place now. We're Wait we're a in a place right. where right. our nutrition is way different, and our lifestyles are way different. When you when you have people being immobile now, it's from it's usually due to some sort of modern circumstance, whether it be a modern vehicle or a pharmaceutical or that, what or poor nutrition or what that have is you. irrelevant. That is irrelevant. It's to not being irrelevant. Fun, functional member. You know what, what? What I think what you're trying to say is that people have to do things in order for us to to be a cohesive society. I think when so. I say, yeah. It's only because the system takes money out of your pocket and gives it to people like me, and that pisses people off. And I'm not saying you. Well, no, because um, you're not somebody that falls into that category because. Well, let, let's not let's not deal with semantics here. Let's take the, the concept. I'm a right. drain on society. You're a contributing member. I shouldn't say society. I disagree. I'm a drain on okay. the system. You're you're a uh, a, a forced uh, contributor to the system. That's exactly what's going on. I'm a I don't feel forced, but okay. You don't well, like you, you like paying your taxes. I don't like paying taxes, but I don't feel like I'm forced to get up and work every day. I feel like I'm forced to pay taxes. That is the issue I have. I don't have an issue with getting up and working and earning a living to pay for things that I would like to have in my household. I feel like that. I feel like the monies that I've earned that shouldn't be going out the way that they are. Would I contribute to society for particular things? Probably, but I don't think it should be forced. I think it should be voluntary. If I want to live in a society where I volunteer (laughs) a portion of my (laughs) funds to have certain things, then that's fine. But I don't think that that should be... Okay, fine. All right, so so there's there's there. All right, so you kind of have circular logic as well because you're saying (laughs) I want to keep all my money and not pay into the system. So we both have a common enemy. It's the system. Damn that system. Well, I think everyone has a common enemy in the system. Nobody's 100 percent happy with the way that it functions. And right, so why do we never have that? Why do we allow to have? Why are we allowed to have something? Or why do people allow? Because we're outnumbered. We're outnumbered with ignorance. We're outnumbered with too many people ignoring what's going on that don't give a shit. We are outnumbered. It it will never come to pass what we're looking to have. Okay, fine. I'm wrong. Uh, I'm telling you, most people don't give a shit. They don't think about it. It's not something that they think they have any control over. And and that's that. Hello. Okay. Are you done? You see, like, I, I'm already, I have the chair sitting back. I'm ready to... Okay. Now, if I ask this question to every single person in this country, what do you think the answer, the overwhelming answer might be? If I said to them, hey, I'm going to offer you a deal of your lifetime. I'm going to say that you and all of your family members and everybody that you know 
I will give them tax exempt status. You'll get you'll you'll make a hundred percent of your money. You don't have to pay any taxes whatsoever. Do you think Go people on. would opt into that or opt out and say no? I want to pay. And, and of course, there would be stipulation to be like, well, if you want to use the road, you have to you have to pay tolls. And if you want to do this, yeah, you got to pay for the. Well, do they don't we pay tolls already? Well, get the concept, man. Don't 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 <laughs> knock me down on particulars. The concept is if you if you want services that are out there, you ha- you must pay for the them. The problem, though, Dave, is getting. Wait, let, him, let, him fi- okay. let him finish. Let him finish. What do you think the answer would be if I asked 300 million Americans, do you want in? Do you want to opt out of the, the tax service or you want to stay in it? I've had this conversation with people that I've worked with, not only where I am now, but where I worked previously. And I was actually surprised with how it was answered on this. Um, in fact, I remember the last place that I worked, it was in, in a salon and she was managing the salon and, and we were talking about this, about paying our taxes. And she was like, I'm more than happy to pay my taxes. I, I like to have police officers and roads to drive on and this, that and the other. They can't envision all these things being privatized. And that's the problem. And that's the general understanding is they don't think they can have those things without paying taxes well, it's, that, it's not generally understood well yeah you could but this how far can you really be. get on that that's the way it used to be you lived in a town in a little wild west and and the the, the the people of the community got together and hired a sheriff well that scares most people now they don't it's it's mm-hmm. right. just not because they're doing such a good job right now Mur- we have no more murders no more rapes no more property crimes everything's and- perfect Right, and cops aren't shooting dogs on a daily basis. And, well, and that's down to SWAT team in pe- people's houses by accident. That's that's at the fault of mainstream media, and hey, you know that. Hey, Dave, uh, Buzzy wants to know if that one world glo- global language would be ebonics. <laughs> I don't care what it would be. It could be sign language. It could be binary. What's wrong with having a matter. diversity in in the spoken there's nothing, language? There's nothing wrong with having a diversity, but uh, it wouldn't it be nice if there was. Uh, one language that everybody understood, and then there was sec- a secondary language. Like uh, every every airline pilot on the planet, every commercial airline pilot on the planet knows English because no, that's the I, accepted. I like diversity. I like strange and unusual things. I like going nope. somewhere else and not n- and having to learn a new lifestyle or a new culture. We're one of the only countries uh, around where there aren't multiple languages. What do you mean? Uh, there's not multiple languages. There's a lot many multiple languages in, in America. You, you go you go to Quebec, Canada, they know French and English. You go you go to England, they know French and German. They, you know, they're and Welsh. Most people, Welsh. Right. Most people that live abroad know more than one language. We're the, we're the stupid ones. Oh yeah. I I only know I barely know the one language I speak. <laughs> I mean I have a hard time with the language I speak and we all know that. I mean that's right. not that's not a joke. We that we know that. It's not a. It's not a. Diff- it's not an easy language to learn. I mean, come on, phlegm. There's a p in phlegm. <laughs> I know our language is way scary. All right, let's go. We got 15 minutes to wrap this up before the interview. So, and it took us uh, 45 minutes to do eight. So I can imagine that the last two are going to take us another 20 minutes, 15 <laughs> minutes. <clears throat> right. So, prize, truth, beauty, love, seeking harmony with the infinite. Well, that just sounds downright religious. Yeah, it does kind of sound just downright religious. Prize, truth, beauty, love, seeking harmony with the infinite. 
So, uh, you know, I, I, wait a minute. It, it, actually, if you backed it up a little bit, because okay. let's be honest, uh, nature or or or, or <coughs> excuse me, the globe or or the planets. You know, that's probably going to go on for a long, long time. We can consider it almost infin- infinite, right? Because it's it's the only thing. Like I, I, people think you know the Big Bang theory or a string theory or or, or God. I think. Well, what if it just always was? You know, and always will and it be. Always will be. Right. Just right. maybe not in the same form of what it is now. Well, because everything in our lives has a beginning and an end, and this almost sounds like I'm preaching, but uh, everything <laughs> in our lives has a beginning and an end, and we can't conceptualize something that lasts forever or that just always was because we don't know that. We there, there's nothing that we know that that is like that. Yeah, the shit. St- stars die. <laughs> you know the energy doesn't go away. Well, but is the is the universe inf- infinite though? I don't know. I mean, that, that, that's that's, that's another that's thing the, we uh, don't know. See, see if I if I subscribe to that, then I can get out of the Big Bang theory and the uh, God thing. <laughs> so you're in a you're you're in for number nine then. Yeah, well, it's it's not bad, you know. Okay, I'm not it's saying it's like be at peace and 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 uh, you know. I'm not saying it's not okay to uh, to be in for it. Who that? Uh, it's unknown. Sorry, don't answer unknown, guys. Please unblock your number if you're going to call. That's not, uh, what's her name, is it? Uh, no, I don't believe so. I'm calling her, so it shouldn't be. Oh, okay. And Susan Lindauer, former CIA asset, will be joining us at the 10 o'clock hour. Yeah, she's got quite a lot of stories. You could just mention something to her and let her go for an hour. Well, I want to talk to her about the new video that just came out. Most of these videos that come out of the Middle East um, tend to... uh, What, honey? Oh, sorry. Most of these videos that... I had her mic off and she couldn't get my attention. Most of these videos (laughs) that come out of the Middle East tend to come through people she knows or... um, through links through her a lot of times. So um, I don't know if you saw the one I posted on Raz Radio. I don't even know if it's still up there. Uh, I know the article's still up there, but I don't know if the video is still posted. It was uh, one of the Syrian rebels um, decapitating a, a civilian tied, uh, hands by, bound behind his behind his back. And uh, I, I'll talk about that with her. So I don't Yeah, let's, 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 let's do the last one. <laughs> yeah, so the last one. <clears throat> be not a cancer on the earth leave room for nature leave room for nature I like how that's repeated what the leave room for nature it's still an unknown caller yeah let's uh... <laughs> oh it's going to give me problems tell the caller to text you are live at the first 52 how can I help you hi I was just uh, wondering when he was going to mention Xenu for the gods Zenu for the gods. Well, he was talking about it, and he didn't bring it up, and I kind of missed Dave's, you know, voice talking about Zenu and Honduras and things like that. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, why is your number blocked? What's Hell, if about? I know. Oh, okay, that's weird. That was weird. That's why I didn't answer you the first time. Well, why don't you use Skype? Uh, no, nah, this is Skype. Hmm. Well, when you're calling in the number, if you if you actually just. Never mind. Uh, never mind. You're getting tech talk again. Anyway. So what'd you have to say there, Kev? Just just Honduras Zeno? Uh, just Honduras, you know, just busting Dave's balls before you go to break, so <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for busting his balls. 
Chemtrail Honduras. <laughs> Chemtrail Honduras. I'll talk to you later, Kev. <laughs> See you guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Oh, oh, sorry. Uh, I heard you. Yep. I heard you. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> Gotta whoop it quicker next time. Quicker whoop. I won't hang up on you. Uh, so, uh, do you want to leave room for nature, Dave? Leave room? I for think nature. we have to. <laughs> but, you know... Uh, so Are we not natural? Thing. What? Are we not natural? Are we not part of nature? Uh, I No, not anymore. I think we have so much shit going on here. I mean, is a concrete building... Is the house that you're living in natural? No. Well, it's made out of wood. No, it's mass produced. No, no, it's not made out of wood. It's oh yeah, this is con- stick. This is no, this is stick construction. Concrete and you know that microphone that's in front of your face. Show me where that's in nature. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, the metal that it's made out of had to come from uh, nature. We're, you're what fifty some odd miles away from me, and we're talking like we're next to each other. Yeah. Tell me that's how we could do it. Well, actually, I'll bet that you if we pop natural. some mushrooms, <laughs> pop some mushrooms, we might be able to talk like that. 50 but, uh, miles apart. I, you know, I, I kind of enjoy that little, there are parts of, of the Guidestone that I enjoy and that I I understand wh- what they're getting at. And you do need to l- leave room for nature. I mean, if, if we completely take over all of our resources, we will eventually just kind of die out because we can't, you can't survive that way. We're dependent on that. We're dependent on the, 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 the whole circle of life to get all. Oh, here we go. Lion King-ish on us. I know. I'm going to start singing the song. Stop me. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. You can. (laughs) So there's a few astronomical features uh, involved with this guide stone also, Dave. Um, it does channel through stone. Wait, what the hell? Ch- uh, channel through stone indicates cel- Celestine pole. I don't know what the hell that means. So, oh, cel- cel- Celestine pole, pole, like the, the celestial. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's that's it. See, I I can't even use the only the only language I know. <clears throat> I got to get that's my tongue right, back I before. Screwed that up myself. <laughs> all right, we're we're probably. Going to be switching to Mandarin anyway, so yeah, just, don't I, I worry just about forget it. This one. Yeah, just forget about that. Uh, horizontal, <laughs> <Make room. laughs> horizontal slots indicate annual travel of sun. Sunbeam through capstone marks noontime throughout the year. That's kind of weird. Well, I mean, obviously, whoever devised this plan put a lot of effort into oh, it. The four stones mark north, south, east, and west. Well, I mean, there's a, there's also like. A, wasn't there like a tablet off to the side of it? Yes, that kind of depicts what it's about, who created it. I think there's a, <laughs> they have that written out here. Let me see if I can find it. What you're and I think about. that's in four different languages, but it's in like friggin' ancient script or whatever, like hieroglyphics and and craziness like well, that. Well, it, it's in all the main languages uh, for starters. Uh, and what you're talking about, the script part is. Uh, there's That's, like Babylonian um, and Egyptian hieroglyphics. Uh, watch me jig it. There's a lot of. Uh, oh, here it is. It's in English, Spanish, Swahili, Hindu, Swahili, Swahili, Swahili. Uh, Hindi, Hebrew, Arabic, Chinese, and Russian. Those are the languages. Languages it's in. Uh, I could, I actually have a theory on that. And there's a time capsule buried below it. How do you know? Because uh, they say there's a time capsule buried below it. Yeah, I think that's mentioned <laughs> on the tablet off to the side of it. Yeah, I can't find that the, the inscription of that tablet. I'm trying to see. Go we'll ahead, I'll have Dave. to go visit that one day. I would like to. It's not that yeah. far, actually. No. 
Why? Why would you like to visit it? Just to go see Just it. Just to see What's it. Why not? With that? I want to get an RV and, you know, like do pee a little it. trekking across the U.S. I'm going to pee on the side of it. Go see the largest, you know, thatch. What, get, what gets me about the whole thing with the Guidestones is it's on public property. Yeah, I... Anybody want directions to the Guidestones? No. No? Okay. Not right now. No. Not right now. No. Uh, it is on public... I, that is the weird part about it and the other part of how it was made and, and, and the way that they went about um, financing it uh, it was all done very secretively and like I said nobody really knows uh, who did it who paid for it uh, the Elberton Granite Association uh, was part of building it they were hired to build it Yeah. so I don't know it's one of those weird yeah. things I wanted to talk about for a little bit the, the, there was a guy that worked there at the granite place, and he got to meet the guy who was funding it. I'm trying yeah, that to would be the, John H. Fenley. I don't remember the names, but it just it just seemed. Eh, I don't know. I, yeah. I think it's a benign setup. Who gives J- a shit? I could, I, could write, I could write on the wall anything I want, and and, and you know. People like you are going to say, "Oh shit!" 20, you know, twenty years from now, mm-hmm. like, "Oh my god!" You know, they're, they're they're calling for the destruction of the planet. That's what it you sounds know? like to me. I don't know. That's just how I hear it, though. Not the destruction of the planet, but destruction of the general population. So that's <laughs> that a gi- Georgia. That's a Georgia Guidestones, guys. I wanted to just I, I think share they, that. They're kind of earth friendly, but they're they're just not wanting for so many people to enjoy that. That's all. That's well, we, we we have expanded uh, exponentially over the last hundred years. You know, well, Ex- exponentially up up until more than the enough. last hundred years, it wasn't that bad. And then just within the last hundred years, all over the planet, we've had a population explosion, and uh, and the the planet is suffering. You know, you, I know you don't believe in man made environmental effects. Well, but, I do. Uh, I just don't believe it's from you know cows farting and and our basic being here on the planet that's all i do believe that that man is affecting the, the climate uh i don't believe it's again from cows farting or from our daily routine do you think they're taking away from nature who cows farting no the population uh no because there's more than enough space and we're being sectioned into small cities you don't think that we're cities. abusing our resources um no i don't actually you know this this country uses up twenty five percent of the world's re- resources, and we have I don't know six percent of the population, mm. something like that. I can't remember the exact numbers, but well, that's because we're greedy and we want and we're we want greedy consumers. Yeah, that, you that's, can't you can't that's that's America. This, that's America, though. It doesn't matter if it's America. It does or matter China or Russia. We're abusing our resources with merely six percent of the population, Ooh. and if we continue to do so. We're not going to have anything left, is the point. We're talking about on a world scale, not on a U.S. scale. It doesn't matter. The The point is, is if we're using 25% and the rest of the world has that 75% and you're eating it up like that, what are we going to have left at the end of the day? Well, Do you really alter- think that it's unlimited? I don't know. Well, not, not at all. Not at all. But there, the, we will figure out a, a way. Like, I'm working. We will get you know, through. Hopefully, in the next 10 years, I'll have I'll reduce my own carbon footprint. And not because I feel like saving the earth. Because. Are you shutting me down? Is, am I like at the Academy Awards and you're shutting me down? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got we to gotta wrap it up here. Well, that was I want to get out of break in time. 
uh, to get back for Susan. So that was the first hour of the first 52. We talked about the Georgia Guidestones. I hope you enjoyed it. Coming back uh, in the That's second all we hour. That's about. Like second hour will be Susan Lindauer. We have been compelled to create a permanent armaments industry of vast proportion. The total influence, economic, political, even spiritual, is felt in every city, every state house, every office of the federal government. We must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex.
This is Martin Truther on RazRadio.com. Are chemtrail geoengineering programs changing our weather and destroying our environment? Why in the world are they spraying? They want to create a storm in the southeast, then they'll start engineering out of the North Pacific. That's where the trailies will be. Find out why critics are calling Why in the World Are They Spray? The most important film that is revolutionizing the environmental movement. Go to whyintheworldarethespraying.com for more information. It's just going to get worse until the point where we're not going to be able to grow anything at all unless it's a Monsanto genetically modified abiotic stress resistant seed. Why in the World Are They Spraying? New international version with languages available from around the world. Go to whyintheworldarethespraying.com for more information. It's all about money, and weather is another form of commoditizing, a way the central command group can commoditize another form of our life. Why in the world are they spraying? And if you control the weather, you're going to control the planet. It's that simple. Some of the people, some of the time, commit war crimes until the people are 
Welcome back to the second half for the first 52 on RazRadioLive.com. Hope you all got a good break on. As I promised you, the 10 o'clock hour, we're going to have somebody who really knows what she's talking about. Uh, She really, uh, you can't even describe how much information this woman has and that she'll be able to share with us. Uh, It's just unbelievable what she's been through and seen and i have a a lot of special things i want to ask her about um but i'm going to bring on susan lindauer are you there hey i'm here it's great to be on hey susan it's great to have you back again uh just to let you know my wife lexi and my co-host uh forto jones or dave he likes to be called with uh people who are important which we would put you in that classification (laughs) (laughs) Uh, they'll be joining us also kind of sit in the background because um, we know that uh, once we get you rolling, uh, we just need to let you go because you just get everything good out. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much true. <laughs> so how have you been, first off? Well, I just got back from Minnesota. Um, we have a kickback on the phone. It's like it's, it's, it's playing back. I can hear my voice back. It's kind of funny. So I keep laughing. Um, I just got back from Minnesota, and I had a fantastic trip. I... Uh, spoke for the during the anniversary of the ten year uh, start of the anniversary of the war in Iraq, and it was quite uh, it, it was quite uh, extraordinary to see real activists who are actually part of the American heartland. I live in the suburbs of Washington where you don't see real activism anymore. Oh wow, that must have been. Uh, it, it, you know, I don't see much where I'm at either, and I know there's a bunch of different things going on all throughout the country at different times. So this was in Minnesota, you were at, um, right in the middle of the heartland. So that's kind of neat. Uh, so tell us about a little more about it. What 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 was 
you know, the, the well, full gist well, of it. Well, you know, the thing, the thing that I was talking about is, I mean, and you see this in the corporate media all week long. They've been playing these, you know, the, 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 the Rachel Maddow and Anderson Cooper types and, you know, MSNBC, Fox News. They're all talking about the 10-year anniversary of the war in Iraq. And, and they, they've been trying to rationalize how they, why they did it. You know, saying, "Well, we really didn't have any options," and they now they're they're feeding you this 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 BS line hook and sinker that that we didn't have any choices, and it's like after all this time, you know, I, I've my my I've I've been talking about this for two years, and it's 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 like when you hear the the the, the New York Times say that we didn't know about nine eleven, uh, it's just garbage. It's like. How how discredited can these people actually get to be? All right. Well, yeah. I mean, you have to. Ever since I I realized that the story of nine eleven wasn't what it was, because I, I used to think we needed to do what we did, um, and I was one of those people that believed in what we were doing there. And once you really realize that that's all fake and it's not what it was, it it really yeah. makes you angry. And then you you get you want people to to realize that it's not real, but you can't get them to, you know, and that that's one of my biggest things that drive me nuts with it. So, um, yeah, and I, I got to tell you, it was it was funky being out in Minnesota because um, just to, to digress into nine eleven, um, the Mosawi, that a couple of the hijackers were apparently, if there were hijackers, a couple of them were actually in Minnesota. And so I talked to a woman who said that she, who gave a, a story that I thought was actually fairly credible, uh, that she had met a, uh, a Kuwaiti man who was very frightened and uh, having like a nervous breakdown. And he told her, he was a security guard with her, and he told her that he was being forced to do something he didn't want to do, and he was learning how to fly airplanes. And... But he was not learning how to land the airplanes. And she was so freaked out about it, she actually called the FBI and the CIA both repeatedly um, throughout the summer of 2001. And then, you know, she left her job and he left his job and she didn't know what happened to him. And but but you know the, it was Minnesota and you know was this something else was it you know some health related scare that he was involved with mm -hmm. but whatever it was he was she said he was having an emotional meltdown and he was saying that somebody was threatening his family and if he didn't do what they wanted him to do they were going to kill his family now I can tell you that if this was uh, a 9/11. You know, there were some. You know, the Mosawe, the the terrorist Mosawe, was based in Minneapolis too, mm -hmm. and so it could be that there was more than one person there. And if what she said about the threats and everything, like they'll kill the family if he doesn't do it, right? As soon as she said that, I it gave me it put a chill down my spine because that is exactly how these people operate. They are not motivated a lot of times. They're not motivated by, they're, they're not, they're so cold-blooded, the real terrorists and real planners and stuff that these guys are so cold-blooded, they don't sacrifice themselves. They manipulate and threaten frequently, extort through threats of violence, 
Like, you better do it. Because the families back in, in the home country are very poor often, and, you know, they're easy to... Get you know, a hold they, of. It's easy to take advantage of these people. So anyway, it was an interesting conversation. Was this one of the 9-11 hijackers? We will never know. Right. Well, we will I- never have a clue. But when she said that his his family was being threatened... And and he was being th- he he was having a nervous breakdown over it really a nervous breakdown over it and that she had called the FBI before nine eleven you know what I'm saying before it, the attack she well, calls the FBI and says here's somebody who's learning how to fly a plane who's not learning how to land you better check this out right and we had a lot of those kind of things happen prior to nine eleven heck where I live now I live about ooh, fourteen miles from the Venice airport that they did training at down here in florida oh my god so yeah i didn't live down here at the time but i'm literally 14 miles from that airport um wow yeah so i mean it's amazing the stretch up in new jersey i i grew up i was born and raised in new jersey and Mm -hmm. um i was working in the same town that the other ones passed through up there so you know it's kind of weird the attachments i have throughout it um yeah so a lot of this what what, what was it was this one of the hijackers you i i can't say but you know, I mean, I, I don't want. I cannot. I cannot possibly know that. But it's just. It, it's the kind of thing that just. It's spooky. Right. And so you know, I, I. I guess we come back to the fact that all of us. You know, it's like six degrees of separation. We're all so close to it. And I. I tell you guys, um, I am afraid when I see the bank run on Cyprus mm-hmm. uh, and the euro crash and somebody's. Some SOB has put a uh, put uh, a a put has put a put, put, a put. <laughs> on the euro, betting that it's on the stock market a nine hundred million dollar bet that the stock that the euro is going to crash in two weeks. And when you have somebody who's like profiting like that, who's seeking to profit like that, that's like uh, betting on the the airline stocks to go down. On September 11th or mm-hmm. September 12th. I was going to say, yeah, you know, we, we never saw that before. No, tell, yeah, no telltale exactly. warning there. <laughs> and and when I hear this stuff, and then we know that they're getting ready for martial law, we know that the I mean, seriously, we know that the the local police departments are being trained for how to control mob violence in the event of the next major attack, or if there is you know a civil crash, right. like a crash of our society. And I just think to myself, dear God, what are we get? What is coming? It's like it's like we're we're gonna. It's like we're we're on a roller coaster already, and the ride is taken off. And it's like, you know, or, or it's an airplane where the air pocket hits you, and it just you drop, you know, a hundred feet in in five seconds. Um, we're in trouble. We we're are in deep. a lot of trouble. We're in deep trouble. I mean, you got a. Uh you got senators demanding that DHS uh, responds as to why they, they purchased all these bullets, and then they go, oh, I don't know what they, you're talking about. They don't about. know how, they don't even know why they purchased all the bullets. <laughs> no. have, you, have you heard that? Yeah, yeah. That the we... DHS, Department of Homeland Security, is unable or unwilling to explain why they have 1.6 billion bullets. That is enough to kill every single American citizen Four times. Four times over, yep. Four times over. And they're like, and, and somebody, I mean, I was, what, you know you know the thing that really shocked me, though, was that anybody on Capitol Hill actually cared. 
when I heard that somebody on Capitol Hill had actually inquired about this, I was like, you mean there's somebody with a pulse in Congress? Who is this person? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's kind of scary to even think that. No, no, uh, because they don't, because Congress is so out of touch with what's really happening that if somebody actually pays attention, it's like, that's newsworthy. It should be newsworthy. <laughs> they should be paying <laughs> that's attention. That's what they're supposed don't to do. That, that's what they're they sent there for. They should be investigating. But they're so disconnected from everything that, you know, the fact that someone actually woke up from their coma was like an event. I was reading today, uh, and I don't even remember where the heck I read it, uh, apparently DHS uh, was also on, on one other end saying, oh, you know, the, you guys are just misconstruing that. That was a purchase of up to. You know, that's the way we do it. You know, that's why you saw $400 million here and, um, you know, $100 million here. And that, because that's, that was how we write the contracts to, to purchase that in the next five to ten years. That, that's what they're claiming, although you can't find ammunition on shelves in regular stores because they bought up a majority of it. Yes. You know. Yes. That's right. There's an ammunition shortage now. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. You uh, know, that's that's scary. I mean, there's they are obviously preparing for something, and then they said that they need. Um, I I read a report that they requ- they do they do require uh, a maximum of the all law enforcement requires a maximum of three hundred thousand three hundred thousand rounds. And I was like, for, per year for training purposes. And they have to be expert marksmen and all this stuff. So that, and, and, you know, but this is law enforcement, federal, state, local, cities, counties. You know, all these guys, every police officer in the whole country needs 300,000. Okay, so in 10 years, you should need 300,000 times 10. In 10 years, you should need 3 million. But then how do you get to 101.6 billion from in 10 years you need 3 million and so if you go from 3 million over 10 years and you buy 1.6 billion you get a better I mean, deal come on you get a better deal that way Susan come on now you don't think so <laughs> I'm just I'm just messing with you um one thing I wanted to talk to you about, and I'm I'm guessing, and I yeah, I'm sorry, I'm like I'm like going off, and we're just okay. having a conversation here. Exactly. <laughs> no, I, I, I want to talk to you about this video I saw this week, and I'm guessing it probably came through your hands or through hands of people you know. Um, do you know the the one of the Syrian um, rebel decapitating the uh, civilian tied up? Yes. I, I wanted to talk to you about that because I know you got a, a good hand uh, in the Middle East. And yeah. people don't understand that these people are Al-Qaeda. And I know you and I have talked about this before. Yeah, you know, I- I'm going to yell at your audience here a little bit. Because, <laughs> guys, uh, if you're not, I, I-, I was, I was a- kind of shocked to go out to Minnesota and, he- and be told that a lot of the left progressive anti-war community is now supporting the war with, I- with Syria. And, and maybe supporting the war with Iran in the future. You do realize that we are starting World War III. Mm-hmm. This is a very scary, dangerous thing to do. And I don't see how we can all agree correctly 
the war in Iraq was catastrophic and then fail to grasp what is happening in Syria and how that in itself is the start of another Iraqi war. And that country, Syria, is right next door to Israel. It is right next door to Lebanon. Look at the, look at the neighborhood. I mean, look on the map, for God's sakes. It's right next door to Israel. It's next door to Lebanon. It's next door to the Palestinian territories. It's got Turkey, Iraq, and Iran all around it. Syria is perfectly positioned to launch a major region to become, to swallow into uh, a major internet, a major regional war that will engulf all of those countries together. We're already seeing that Iraq is being drawn into this. Syria is being drawn, or Iran is being drawn into it because they're providing the weapons that Syria is using. Right. The Syrian government. Lebanon is fighting like crazy to stay out of it. Good for Lebanon, I say, but how long can they resist? Well, why? I haven't quite figured out what Assad has done against the, the elite, against the New World Order that's pissed them off so bad that they want him out. Well, see, that's crazy. You mentioned the, the decapitations. There are many. I, I, I put a video on my website, Extreme Prejudice USA, where it shows rebels, Syrian rebels, not Syrian soldiers, Syrian rebels decapitating individuals and shooting prisoners who are, have their hands tied behind their backs laying on the ground. These people are monsters. They are blowing up mosques themselves these are religious muslims who are blow, who are who are sunni who are blowing up shiite mosques which is very antagonistic to the public um, they are they are vicious fighters they are scaring the heck out of the public the the syrian rebels have used have used chemical weapons and they actually acquired some for the purpose of of trying to set up a false flag operation against Syria, against Bashar Assad. Right. Bashar Assad is the, the the problem is that we're having is the public is so ignorant. We have painted a portrait of Bashar Assad's father. Hafez al Assad was a true bastard in every sense of the word. He was cruel. He was corrupt. He, not his son, but the father, used to arrest dissidents and throw them in jail, and they were the Amnesty International, you know, I was in a prison cell for four years without any, with, you know, with a, a dirty window, or dirty bars on the window, and locked up in solitary confinement, never allowed out at all, and they stuck a, on Christmas Day, they stuck a, a note under the door, Saying, from Amnesty International saying, you are not forgotten, we know you're alive, and that letter kept me alive, that letter kept me from blowing my, from not blowing my brains up, from committing suicide, or that, that letter was the only indication that anybody anywhere in the world knew that I was alive. That was Hafez al-Assad. See, that's the problem. We've got the wrong man. Right, right. We're, we're, we have, you know, Hafez al-Assad was a, was a real monster. He was, you know, we, Saddam Hussein was never as cruel as Hafez al-Assad, okay? 
you know, the, 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 uh, the Ayatollahs in Iran were never as cruel as Hafez al-Assad. He is, he, he was, you know, none of the dictators that we have attacked were as vicious as him. But the son, the son is very, very different. Bashar Assad was the second, see, this is, people don't even, I mean, I'm sure you know this, and, I, you know, some member of, of your audience may know this, but let me just refresh your memory, because it's amazing to me how many people don't know this. <laughs> Bashar, uh, Hafez al-Assad had two sons. The first was named Basil. Basil was trained to replace the father, except that he had some conscience, and he was, he was in the military. He had some conscience, though, and he stood up against the heroin traffickers coming out of the Bekaa Valley. So they killed him. Now, we, we knew, of course, that opium production in the Bekaa Valley in Lebanon, which was being trafficked through Syria, was a major source of funding for the arms trade, for the Palestinian revolution against Israel. So when, when uh, Basil Assad took it on, he was taking on the major corrupt power brokers of his region, and they stood up against Hafez al-Assad and killed his favorite son. They assassinated him. He, he, he died very mysteriously on a clear day on a, on a high, in a highway accident in a, straight, in a road that was very straight and no curves and no bumps, and there was clear, no obstructions to the view, and it was impossible for somebody to die like he died. But so it was like you know, you know, it, it was it was it was obviously to, obvious to everybody he was assassinated. Right. Okay. So Bashar Assad, however, was meanwhile while his brother was being trained in the military and coming up in rising star, his brother was an intellectual. Bashar Assad went off to London and studied to be a doctor. He was an ophthalmologist. He was educated at the best uh, British schools. Very, very, very Western progressive, progressive by Islamic standards. Viewpoint. He, so he married a woman who was a journalist at CNN, who was, a, who was a, uh, an Arab correspondent from CNN. He, he is a huge supporter of the Internet and brought all sorts of freedom to his country that had never had any freedom before. All those political prisoners under his father were all released from prison immediately. He said, open the doors, get them out of there. And so they were all free. It was just, you know, he, he is not the man that, of his father, not by a long shot. He's not a tyrant. In fact, he's opened up the society so much. And to hear him described this way is just crazy. Is that why they want him out then? Because uh, he's not going to do the... the evil things that, that the rest of the family was doing? Well, you know, that, that's a very good point. Because, you see, here's the, here's the problem for the, you know, the people who are attacking him are Islamic radicals. And they oppose Bashar Assad's secular tolerance. Bashar Assad is notoriously tolerant. He will not persecute people because of their religious you know, un, lack of lack of because of lack of religious bias. You see, mm-hmm. he wants everyone to be able to express themselves in whatever way they feel like it. So all the minority groups are safe. Um, 
and and even the religious groups are safe. They just coexist together. That's kind of how Bashar Assad has done it. But the but the religious groups are are, are very threat, as we all know, mm-hmm. don't like tolerance. They don't like that freedom. And so the United States comes along, and we are helping them destroy tolerance and freedom. Why would we do this? What kind of craziness? Why are we doing this? We are supporting Islamic radicals who are decapitating people. And if you want to see a decapitation that's really gross, go on my website, extremeprejudiceusa.wordpress.com, and you'll see what they do. It's not like a, an axe where you hack, where you, t- you, know, you have one blow and you strike and the head comes off. They, 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 they saw the head off. Yeah. You know, slowly. I mean, it's like it's like they have to saw back and forth, back and forth to go through the neck, and the and the and the and the the neck bone and the cartilage, and it's it's a it's a mer- it's a hellacious way to die. Yeah, the one I God, saw. You're in misery. You can't scream anymore because your throat, your windpipe's cut, but you you can feel everything because your cartilage is still there. The one I saw, um, he didn't even do it that way. It was a. Uh, it was like he was uh, walking through the woods. He had a he had a machete and he it, he just hacked at him, and it wasn't a it, it had to be unbelievably painful because uh, it took him a good fifteen swings. Yes, you know yes, it yes. was it was See, unbelievable. This is the thing. There's so many videos now. Um, you know this is this is becoming such a commonplace experience, and the the Syrian people to protect them. You know some of these people are just so. The videos are being created for different reasons, obviously. Some of the videos are created because they're terrified, and they're, like, documenting these grotesque human rights violations. And other videos are being created by the killers themselves to say, hey, look, we're so cool, look how hot we are. And they share it among their friends, and somehow it gets out of their circle because it's being distributed so widely, and then it gets picked up and, and put on the mainstream Internet. But they frequently are, are they, they have no shame at all. That's what this one looked like it was. It looked like it was recorded by the group doing the beheading. Oh. And it was, because uh, at the end of it, the, the camera just goes down and it's the guy's feet, you know. Uh, I just, yeah. I know you, you, you follow a lot of the stuff going on over there. And yeah. it's hard when you talk to people who, who don't understand this stuff. Um when you try to explain yeah. to them that, that the people that our government supporting, we did it in, in Egypt, uh, we did it in Libya, um, the people we support are the bad guys, the ones doing the most uh, yes, evil. Yes, they are bad guys. And then they say, and then they come back and try to say, well, we support freedom. We support their right to change their government. And it's too late. They, they should have, you know, we they, they, these people should have been, need to be thrown out of power and we need to support the Arab Spring, and it's like, do you understand that you are putting into power men who are absolute tyrants, who are going to kill as many as they can? Yeah, exactly. Dave, you know. did you have something there? I see you pulled your mic. Up. Oh, okay. I just uh, Dave, Dave likes to keep quiet sometimes. He's just kind of sitting <laughs> in the background over there. If he, if he has any comments, he's welcome to share. <laughs> no, I'm just taking it all in. Uh, well, please, it, please, feedback is good. <laughs> well... I did. I did support the Arab Spring because I liked the fact that they rose up against their government. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's something I'd like to see over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the the problem that we're having is that it's it's now turning out 
that the that's a good good comment. That the problem is is that the United States government is now using tax dollars on the side to try to to promote regime change. And so we are now financing a good part of this stuff. And we aren't really aware of who we don't really know the people who we are supporting. Uh, all we're saying is, oh, let's get, yeah, let's take advantage of the Arab Spring and throw some money at this and see if we can get a new government in there. But the question is, why are we doing that? Um, you know, destabilizing the Middle East is one of the greatest mistakes that anybody can ever make because these people will fight for the next 10 years. Libya, uh, you, you remember um, uh, the, you know, Ambassador Stevens. Well, uh, after uh, there's questions about, in my mind, and Ambassador Stevens is in Libya, guys, and so I'm I'm kind of jumping over, but we you do know, that everybody, here a lot. every I think we were all asking the wrong questions. Uh, we were all presuming that the people who did this were enemies of the United States. I have real deep wonder questions as to whether they were quote allies of the United States, because. After before the election, I started get. I, I had done the Lockerbie negotiations with Libya, and I, and I knew the Lockerbie families. I started to get calls from the Lockerbie people, saying that they that that the exile that the the not the exiles the that the new government was calling them, asking for, urging, demanding, pleading for, U.S. intervention to send in soldiers. And that they really wanted the United States to send in soldiers because they kept saying that uh, they're going to die, that the, the Libyan people are rising up against them and they expect to be killed in the next six to, six to 12 months. They don't think the government's going to stand. And so what they were saying was, which we, you know, we were, if, if you want to preserve the revolution that, killed, that got rid of Gaddafi, we need you to send soldiers right away. And I have to wonder... If they didn't um, orchestrate this attack themselves as a false flag to 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 to, to over to, to overwhelm the Obama administration's resistance and persuade them to send in soldiers, do you know what I mean? Yeah, it makes it makes sense. Go ahead, Dave. No, no, I, I just. Uh, my whole thing is like, why are we messing with other countries? Who cares what goes on yeah. there? You know, why don't we just worry about what's going on here? Because there's a lot of crap going on here. Yes, you know? there is. That's right, and that's why they would do a false flag because they needed to to push us into it. You know, they yeah. they really wanted to bring us in. They really wanted to to push us into this conflict. And they sold it real good to us over here, um, as far as what we were seeing and how it was promoted to us and i remember i watched a lot of uh, al jazeera when that was going mm -hmm. on to try yeah. to get a different side of the story and it was a lot different watching it on that end watching that reporting well but but al jazeera has been caught uh fabricating stuff they've been caught oh, fabricating you know so is cnn uh, and fox events. news <laughs> they've been caught staging events you guys so is cnn they, though, they says, make they Susan. they like they 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 want to they want to create a scene that there's a pretend that there's a lot of smoke in the alleyway so they knock over garbage cans and throw the tr sprinkle you know throw the trash around uh and then they burn a tire um you know they they they, they there's no fighting nearby but they have uh so they have somebody stand off behind the camera and 
fire off a, a few rounds of gunshots so that they can <laughs> capture that. That's get a lot of zero. Oh, yeah, a lot of smoke and mirrors going on. Yeah, well, a lot. You know what, though, Susan? We know all our news agencies do a lot of the same, maybe not to yes. that extreme level. <laughs> yes, I would agree. Not to that extreme <laughs> level, but they definitely do it also. So uh, that's why that's why we're here. That's why we do what we do, and, and all the other yeah. people we work with do what they do. Um, what else but is... But, but let, me, let me just tell you something. I think that we are now, uh, to tie this back to why, any, why all of us should care at all... Um, I I think that there's I am when I see what's happening in Europe and the crash of the euro and I see martial law being prepared in the United States I am really afraid that we are we should be getting ready we should expect a false flag of some sort and I hope it's not what I think it's going to be I hope it's not like it uh, a, a a dirty nuke in the south of Manhattan. Um, that's what I'm afraid of. I am really and true. I mean, my, my, my blood pressure is now, uh, I, I feel like this is spooky stuff. I'm, I'm talking to you like, you know, it, it dies hard in your blood. It's like I did anti-terrorism from 1993 until 2003, and it's always going to be there. And I'm telling you, we are now in a time when we should expect it. And I am expecting the worst. And I think that uh, they, they're either getting everything in place, they've got the NDAA in place, they've got a whole architecture of martial law. The Patriot Act's all there, uh, the FEMA camps are all ready. And we say, oh, FEMA camps, and we're all kind of laughing to each other because mm-hmm. we all, half of us think it's true and half of us think it's the boogeyman. You know, but the bottom line is we are in, when, when we hear police officers, local police departments saying they're training for martial law, I think that's true. I think that we are in a position, where, a time where they, the government expects not to be capable of delivering services, and 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 that the, there will be some sort of major economic collapse that will will provoke this stuff. And and I'm just I, I'm just thinking any time that it could be a false flag, and and also to push us into war with Syria and Iran, and this is a a. Uh, 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 Pivotal you know, time. It's terrible. Yeah, this is a very important time with that. Um, I, I've heard other people saying that the, the same sentiments that you're uh, that you're saying there, and I, I mean, I can feel it also. Uh, I am concerned. Um, that's why I'm glad I live where I live. Honestly, <laughs> I mean, not to be an ass. I was just about to yeah. say that, uh, Susan. You live in New York. Uh, I live in Maryland. Oh, okay. I live in Maryland in the suburbs of Washington, so actually we're probably pretty safe because um, the, the nuclear attacks would be more like... I don't think a mushroom cloud kind of nuclear attack is what I would expect. I expect like a dirty suitcase bomb. A radiation type attack. Radiation type explosion, and that doesn't mean it will be bad. I mean, that, that it won't be bad. It's not it going to level bad, the city, though. But it'll be, it'll be like a city, and it'll be like a neighborhood, like they'll hit Chelsea which would be horrible. I love Chelsea. I love New York. Uh, I love so. My dream would be to have a loft in Soho. (laughs) (laughs) That would be so cool. Dave's son lives in New York, so that's why I think he's he's tagging in on this conversation. Okay. Okay. Well, Well, I think think that we're in, I think there's, I think that in the next six months we're going to see something happen. I I really do. I think that either this is, either we're going to pull out 
of the danger zone, and we're going to find a solution to the problem, which is what I hope will happen, and which is what I would love to see happen. I want well, that. I, I would rather, that. you know, support a solution to the problem than see this, you know, major crash in Europe. But I'm, I, you know, it's it's just we're we're at a very vulnerable moment right now. Has has a solution ever come up? It never seems to come <laughs> up. It always seems to be no. that we go to war, we fight. Yeah, yeah, and and a lot of times that's what they see as being the solution because that will generate war jobs and war income, and it's like they and and it used to be like after World World War. Oh God! World War One got us out of the the uh, the the. Well, did it get us out of the? Did it did it get us out of the depression? World War Two did. It brought us right out World of the depression. War II. Yeah. World War Two brought us out. But 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 the, there the, was the another stock crash. Market collapsed in twenty nine, and then they they went into. Oh, I guess. World War. I think, was, I think it was eight years afterwards we went into World War, which is we're on okay. that path now. We you know we had a great depression in two thousand eight. And within the next couple of years, I think we're going to be in uh, World War Three as well, because uh, everybody's yeah. bitching about the Federal Reserve and money and no jobs and blah, blah, blah. And I think what they're going to do is they're just going to change stuff around, just like they did it in September 11th. You know, everybody th- started to think a certain way, you know, bomb that place, yeah. make it into a parking lot, kill everybody. And, you know, I was part of that uh, clan myself. Mm-hmm. And I could see that's how that's how they operate. They 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 create an event, and which sways public opinion, and then they could do what they want. Yeah. It's, it's it's the norm. It's yeah. the, it's, it's it's how they do it. I mean, let's talk about uh, you know what, how do we get into Vietnam? That turned out to be BS. Golf of Tonkin. You know, Golf of Tonkin, go- a right. staged event. It was not even real. Yep. There was nothing there, but they put out a media story. A, 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 a it was a psyop, and that's what I'm afraid. Um, this would be too well. I wonder if the I wonder if the uh, the. But I think it'll hit New York. I think it will. I think will absolutely hit New York. I'm wondering if the apparent chemical weapon attack this past week was their first attempt at um, a false flag to bring us into more of a conflict over there um, before they tried here. Well, but I, I'll tell you, there wasn't. That's see, that's the crazy thing. There wasn't a. The the uh, what we what we found here's the problem or here's the good thing here's let me it's not a problem it's actually <laughs> a good thing the internet is is making it easier for us to go around the corporate media so when the corporate media lies and and tries to put out a story oh Bashar Assad used used chemical weapons then the corporate then the internet comes back or is maybe Bashar Assad will in the future the internet comes back and says actually. The, exo- the the Syrian Free Army has has got uh, has acquired chemical weapons from Israel and from some other countries, and they are the ones who are they, you know they're moving in with chemical weapons, and we're and and so Russia exposes that on the internet, and then pretty soon you you have a discredited. So when it does happen, you you realize that that it's not as simple as it, as there's as the the corporate media would like to say, and the corporate media has done such a lousy job over too many years that more and more people no longer have any confidence in them at all. I heard the other night that only six percent of Americans 
think the corporate media is, it has any accuracy at all. Mm-hmm. And I was like, who are these six percent people who are so stupid? I, I believe. <laughs> you know what? I haven't. Seems high number. I, I, I don't yeah. really. I, I can't tell you the last time I relied on a mainstream news source for anything. I mean, I put it on to see what they're saying every once in a while. I mean, it's on right now in the background in in, in the room here. You know, just okay. we can see what's going on, but. Okay. I, normally, when I have it on, I'm yelling at it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's really yes. I oh, I do know what you mean. It's crazy. Definitely, I do know what you mean. And the so. fact that a lot of a lot of uh, Americans are um, just totally enthralled by it. They believe every word that comes out of it. And of course, you know, you have the few that watch all of it. They watch both sides and go, "Man, there's something just." I'm not sure about this. And you got the people that watch just CNN or just MSNBC and the people that watch just Fox News, and mm-hmm. they just butt heads with each other because they believe so deeply in what these organizations are telling them. And they don't even realize yeah. that there's a whole other story that's the truth. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, absolutely. Even when it's apparent that they're making mistakes or they're saying stupid things or um, yeah. it's a blatant lie or, or they change their story eight times with like the shootings. You know, how many times do they have to change um, what they were reporting? It, are, are, isn't journalism, aren't you supposed to yeah. be responsible in, in when you report things? Uh, aren't you supposed to really make sure you have it down before you put it out there? Absolutely, you should. Absolutely. I'm totally with you on that one. Uh, and that, And that's the problem for them is that they've, you know, more, we've all caught them so many times making these these re- outrageous statements and ridiculous statements um, that that are supposed, you know, and and we've we've they've been busted, and now they're now they're they're trying to, so so then they come back and they try to they try to gain our trust again, and how can you trust these people? How can any of us trust these people? Well, it's really hard to. Um, I'm not a big fan of Michael Moore, and uh, we're getting close to the end of the interview here, but I want to play a clip. Okay, sorry. No, it's okay. No, no. I I, want to play a clip for you from Michael Moore, and I think you're going to be interested in what he had to say. Uh, He actually went through and is talking about the shadow government. Um, Oh, good. Yeah, so let's bring this up here and let's see if uh, what you think of it. I guess I can turn that on. I mean, I don't... Bring that back a little. I've got to turn the channel on. The American government lied to its own people. I mean, I honestly, I, I, I don't know of a worse lie one could tell other than a, the, 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 a lie to take a country to war, to make up things, to take people to war. That's just got to be the most obscene, immoral thing um, to do. So, so this government hasn't earned the right to be trusted. If it says Assad has chemical weapons or if it says Ahmadinejad has a, a nuclear weapon, um, but it's not this government, is it, that went to war with Saddam? And you, have to, you have to differentiate. Wait, wait, which government? Are you t- you're talking about Obama versus Bush? Yes. No, 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 I'm talking about the real government. Wall Street, the banks, the corporations, the people that made $2.0 trillion is what we spent on yes. the Iraq war. <laughs> Who made that money? Soldiers in the field? I don't think so. No, no. This is always about the people who have the purse strings and the politicians who are bought off by them. And so if they come on now and tell me anything about this, you know, Ahmadinejad is building a bomb. Really? Well, I'll believe it, you know, when he walks in the room here with it and shows it to me. Frankly, I mean, that's really that's just how much I would not trust anything being said by the military industrial complex of this great country. In the councils of government. So it's weird to hear him saying Excellent. that. Excellent. That's like a really good statement Isn't from that him. Great? Yeah, it was it was it really caught me off guard when I heard him say that, um, because yes. you never know where he's coming from. 
but it was just exactly what we were just talking about. It's kind of weird. I had that sitting on the side. That's why I wanted to play it for you because it, it was. Yeah, no, that is. I this is usually. I mean, I have to tell you that when I tried to get hold of uh, Michael Moore, he wouldn't talk to me at all. Mm. <laughs> I believe he that. would not talk to me at all. I believe hmm. that. You know, a lot of these guys are. Uh, I don't know if maybe they're realizing the money's not worth it. And and they're they're realizing that there is they're in as much danger as everybody else is. Well, you know, I think they're realizing that the that they're in that they're lining up so closely with the corporate media, and th- those of us who are awake, who are their biggest audience, we despise the corporate media. We know that it's garbage. We know that that, that you know the those of us who actually pay attention, who who they should care about, we know that these guys are unreliable, and so they're 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 too close. To, to people who who you know, they're becoming a, you know, like I've, I have for a long time I have associated um, Michael Moore with with uh, defending uh, corporate media, right. <laughs> you know yep, yep. That, that he's been defending Rachel Maddow and he's like, he he defends the MSNBC CNN cabal, which I don't really distinguish from Fox News anymore. No, you can't. I mean, it's all this. It's just how they spin the story, but it, it doesn't. They're all talking the same anymore, it feels like, almost. Yes. You know, like, yes. I really feel that, that that's what they're doing. They're talking the same. Dave, you were breathing heavy there. Did you have something? No, no. This, this, this whole conversation just annoys me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, what is, tell me your feedback. Tell me your feedback. No, I just I agree with almost everything you say, and, and, and that whole Michael Moore thing, it's about time he came around. You know, oddly enough, he doesn't do a movie about it, but, uh, you know, it's nice to see that some people... Uh, kind of aware of what's going on because uh, you know the circles that I run in we're all aware of it and we can all see it uh, yes but you know 90% of the country can't and they just keep paying into it and you know keep rallying behind the troops and I don't mean the troops troops I just mean everybody and uh, I, I got one foot out <laughs> well, you of the country but, you know and let me just add let me, oh, go on go on no, no, I'm just saying. I, you know, I'm ready to bail out of this country you know I'm going to do like the, the, the pilgrims did I see crap going on I'm out Dave's ready to go. No, to I, I think you're right. And the thing that I would say is that a lot of these same people are not protective of the soldiers. I mean, it's like we pretend that if we're supporting Lockheed Martin, we're supporting American soldiers. That's ridiculous. That's a lie. We are we're supporting everybody except the soldiers. But don't the soldiers need their weapons from from these cor- from these big corporate conglomerate weapon factories? What the soldiers need is is mental health services for post traumatic stress for the guy who just killed you know Quantico who just killed two Marines this weekend mm-hmm. and then killed himself mm-hmm. because he couldn't take it anymore. Um, the sailor that shot back. herself. The sailor that shot herself the next day on on. Um, I, uh, one of the ships, she took her own life. That happened also this week. Yeah, I mean, we have soldiers who are just who have who have been abandoned. But Lockheed Martin is earning you know, each executive at Lockheed Martin earns four or five times the salary of an American soldier, and we don't even have men. You know, I, I live over by Walter Reed, and I see what's happening to these kids who come out of there, and I see the the amputations and the paralysis and the head injuries. And I see them and their girlfriends or their wives are young. They're young. And they're, they're wheeling their guy around in a wheelchair and the next thing. And you know, and you can see it in their face that they're horrified. This is not the life they thought they were going to have. And you just, you just know that in six months they're going to be gone. And this kid's going to be alone forever. 
and this is just it's just awful we are wrecking these people's lives and and we also by the way are destroying the iraqis and the afghani lives I mean, you know, for all, you know, for all of those people out there who say, "Hey, look, you know, it's not only us who's in this war; we're hurting the other side too." Absolutely, I agree. But most of the time, we don't even care about the soldiers. Ninety percent of the time, we don't care. Yeah, and it's it's sad. I mean, I and have. And that's wrong. If you're going to be in Lockheed Martin, you better do more than just pay lip service to. They just you know, want their money. These problems. They just want their money. You know, I have two. Both of my uh, sister-in-laws are married to military men. Um, and, and you know, we, we worry about it all the time, whether they're going to be... And they're active duty guys. They're not reserves or anything. They're both active Ooh. duty. You know, so, yeah, so um, luckily, the one has dodged a bullet a couple times. They actually didn't deploy him because um, his wife was having a baby, which really caught me off guard that they did that. Yeah, um, yeah that's un- that is unusual. Yeah, they, uh, I think she was seven months pregnant or something like that, mm-hmm. and uh, they, they let him stay home. That's so, amazing. Yeah, but he's, he's very he's, lucky. That is very rare. It is very Usually rare. they're like, oh, well, too bad. Yeah, deal with it. <laughs> you're, move, you're going. Time to go. You're was, going. Uh, yeah, that was my big fear for him, too. I kept saying that. Um, you know, I just kept telling him, dude, I hope that you know, they don't send you over there. Uh, the other one really wants to. He wants to. He actually joined the military to uh, to become a DEA agent, and I've been trying to talk him out of that um, since the day I a met DEA him. DEA agent. Whoa, that's very serious. <laughs> yeah, and and the the scary thing about it is he grew up um, in the hood. His mom and dad were both uh, crackheads and pillheads, and um, oh. he had been stabbed hundreds. He was involved with all this stuff, and uh, he decided he wanted to fix it. So he joined the military and wants to be a DEA agent to fix it. He has good intentions. It's just misguided yeah. good intention. That's a sin. <laughs> yeah. Really is. Wow. Wow. So, Susan, where can uh, everybody find you, your book, your articles that you put uh, out? I, I, uh, uh, my book is Extreme Prejudice, The Terrifying Story of the Patriot Act and the Cover-Ups of 9-11 in Iraq. And I'll tell you that even though 9-11 in Iraq happened 10 years ago, those who do not understand history are doomed to repeat it. And we need to know right now that diplomacy can achieve results. My book goes into the, de- the, cover, the, 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 the details of a, of a peace option with Iraq that would have solved the whole conflict and the whole story of how the government uh, arrested me on the Patriot Act so they could lie and cover the whole thing up. I am very, very, very frightened. Uh, you know, Syria and Iran should be a long way away. There's no reason for any of us to be attacking Bashar Assad. He's very moderate. His wife is a former CNN uh, journalist. Uh, They're educated people. They want other people to be, they support education for other people. When he came into power, he let everybody go out of prison, and they've been free for 15 years. This is, a, this is a, an unnecessary conflict. We're in danger of, being, of having the region engulfed in violence, and it will quickly spread like a wildfire. This is very, very, very... This may be even more dangerous than Iran as far as the potential to start a wildfire war. Well, hopefully small, cooler heads will prevail and, and that won't be what happens. Um, throw your website out again because I, I started writing it down and I didn't get it all down. Sure. ExtremeprejudiceUSA.wordpress.com Okay. We'll make sure we get that out there for you. Get your book information out. Actually, I have your a thing for your book on the front page of my website. So uh, excellent! We're Thank you very much. We're working on trying much. to get it out there for Listen, you. Listen, you guys, have a good night. 
Um, and and let's all let's you know I, I have I, I I think that we're gonna we we need to all help help each other stay in touch together um, because we are I am convinced getting ready for another false flag. I really believe that I am I am absolutely convinced. Well, we have that recorded now, so when and if it does happen, we can definitely point out that we were talking about it well before it happened yeah susan we'll keep well, talking about it and uh we'll we're definitely going to send people your way um thank you let's talk about getting you back to visit with scott over on dangerous conversation again soon and uh you know have a good weekend enjoy the rest of your weekend and i appreciate you. you coming and joining us again okay i enjoy, always enjoy it take care you too susan we'll talk to you soon okay good night good night and there she goes i i love talking to her she's always got so much to say, Dave. What'd you think? I can't believe it went by so fast. I, I know mean, she just she just got so much information. You know, it's just it's, it's like a it, 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 and we didn't even touch on her backstory. You know that she was arrested uh, and you know told to be quiet about things, and it wasn't until just recently that she was able to start talking about it. You know, that's that's a whole conspiracy all by itself. Yeah. Yeah, and I completely forgot about that until she was talking about and it. And you know, I end. forgot to get a drop from her. Damn it. I always, every time we have her on, I forget to get a drop. I think we have one from the last show, don't we? Uh, I think you had her do Oh, one. then I'll have to go back and listen yeah, and say. Yeah, you're going to have to go back. I, keep, I always forget to get one no, from her. No, I think you got one the last show. All right, cool. Hopefully I did. That's why I All right. didn't. All right, you guys can fight about this later. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have this fight later, woman. Fine. No, Never. but she does have so much information. Um it's it's so much fun to have her on too because it's she's just like us she starbursts all over the place <laughs> and we do the same thing we'll start one subject you know I was listening and I I might dig the article out in the third hour uh, I was listening back to um, I, I don't remember it's amazing though the amount of information she can cover in such a short span of time i mean it's mind-boggling it really i love her oh man you gotta go to break because i'm like (laughs) i think we can do that um let's go ahead and go off to a break or to do a little pee break and uh all that fun stuff guys if you want to join us in the third hour 941-421-0401 you can give us a call chat with us a little tell us what you thought about uh susan's interview uh, we're going to cover some more news, probably have a little fun in the third hour, like we like to try to do. Join us in the chat room at RazRadioLive.com uh, forward slash live chat. So come join us in the chat room. We'll be back in a few. And he would know what's faster in my family because he's a doctor, so we all got blue shots. <laughs> Did you know the vitamins and nutrients are illegal? In the year 2010, if we don't awaken the sheeple, these globalists are murderers. They're about to hook it up. Codex Alimentarius, baby, look it up. They spray you from the sky like roaches. Does it shock you? Don't worry. They got a pill for you. Ask your doctor. Are your legs restless? Are you shy? Forget the side effects. Not that many people die. Genetically modified foods are the bomb. They gave lab rats cancer, but please don't be alarmed. Soon GMO foods will be a staple. The only thing you'll be able to put on your kitchen table. Their own documents have shown. No food shall be grown at Monsanto. Worldwide, there ain't nowhere to run. Thank the World Trade Organization and International Monetary Fund. We the sheep of America. 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 Simply the sheep of America. We the sheep of America. 
most wealthiest people meet. Every June, to see you what their plan is complete. Prime ministers, presidents, billionaires, CEOs, international bankers, C3POs. Also known as the young psychopaths who fawn over their elders and give them charts and graphs. Pondering how to reduce the population, injecting our boys and girls with poisonous inoculations. Yum, yum, mercury's good, at least the news will tell you that, and they certainly should. Cause they're owned by the CFR, but who cares about the Royal Institute of International Affairs? Jerry Springer's on, yeah, two transvestites are about the fist fight. Yeah. Meanwhile, they're making plans for the order of the new world, about to send the lambs to the slaughter. You think they care about 3,000 American men, women, and children? They about to kill a couple billion. If you're in the dark, my friend, you might despise my words, but you had the wool pulled over your eyes. We the people of America, America, America. We the people of America. We the people of America. Collectively in a trance, we like to dance and make romance to psychopaths. Tuscan from the intelhub.com. You're listening to the first 52 on RAS Radio.
Right, you're hanging around with the, the crew of the first 52 here on RazRadioLive.com. Wow, Susan is probably one of the easiest interviews to do. All you have to do is throw a word or two out <laughs> and just sit back and relax and let her go to town because she will definitely just run it right to the ground with whatever she has. Right, Dave? Yeah, yeah, she's good at that. You drop, a, you drop a, a thought on her, boom, and she goes off. Yep, that's all it takes. She, she is definitely a great guest. And it's an easy interview. So, again, I want to thank Susan Lindauer for joining us. Make sure you check her out at extreme, extremeprejudiceusa.wordpress.com. I can't believe I actually remembered that. Good job. <laughs> and, you, and you said it correctly, too. Yeah. Nobody got, nobody got to do a drink. A Full shot. on English. <laughs> Full on English. How about that? <laughs> we don't get that. Those are, you get a beer. Oh, I get there a beer. Go. Oh, yeah. I got a beer. Yay. You get to drink because you got it right. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Oh, I see. We have uh, something going on Rot here. Row. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh,. I got something pulled up. I think Lexi's really going to enjoy, but let's uh, let's see who we got on the line here. Caller eight one three. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. How you doing, man? Uh, it's going really good. Just uh, it's just uh, it's uh, it's just uh, it's just it's back blind Lawrence. Up the show. <laughs> Come again. I said it's blind Lawrence. How you doing, man? Good, man. Good. How you guys been doing? Haven't heard you guys in a while. I've been running, you know. I'm reminded of a lot of stuff, but uh, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm just, uh, uh, just back enjoying life. I had a little dinner at uh, Outback Steakhouse tonight. What makes their blooming onion so tasty? Do you guys know what it is? Probably the fryer grease. No, I love them. They're, they're. Uh, we used to make them at. Um, I used to work at Lone Star back when they were still around, and uh, we would take a seasoning salt and mix it in the flour. And you actually egg wash it and then dip it in there, and it's the way you spin it, it's the seasoning you put in the flour, and then a lot of it's the dipping sauce also. Um, uh, but it's uh, they're messy to make, man, I'll tell you. They're messy to make, but I, uh, you know, I imagine the outcome is really, really good. <laughs> hey, Dave, do they have yeah. stuff in Honduras? Do they got stuff in Honduras like that? Uh, no, there's not a lot of uh, fast food joints down there. It's all natural, <laughs> no GMO. Actually, the, the tourist areas definitely do have you know everything you need down there. All the all the first world shit, but uh, not where I'm going to be. <laughs> and I could make it myself if I wanted to. Yeah, that's what we all want to end up doing is growing our own stuff. And uh, even here, you know, Lawrence, we uh, we we 
well, we don't, but Lexi's father has his own garden, and we're when we get a house, we're going to start doing our own. And uh, you know, we go to a, a local butcher. We don't buy our our meats in the grocery store, and you can so taste the difference. Oh, it's unbelievable. Mm, very nice. All the of um, uh, 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 yes, uh, just as you guys know, uh, the uh, um, just as you guys know. Uh, Cool podcast that I do, LRWS. It's now searchable within the iTunes podcast field. So you just go to iTunes and go to the podcast section, type in LRWS, and boom, there we are. Oh, so you got it up on iTunes now? Yep, we're on iTunes. And uh, unfortunately, I do not know how many people subscribe to it. So, yeah, I'm kind of bummed out about that. But just as long as we're getting our easy message out, I guess you could say, we're hopeful, you know, we hope to be getting more people to check us out because uh, uh, I'm pretty well honest when it comes to plugging the Facebook page, giving out the content information, but it seems that, I don't know, I mean, does it get lost in the shuffle or, I don't know, <laughs> maybe it takes a little bit of time. Yeah, it, t- it takes a while to build up your uh, listenership and everything. you got to get yourself yep. going live, live, man, it makes a big difference. Yeah, man, live is the way to go, man, because live to podcast, that way you have interaction with people, and I think that's what people enjoy the most is listening to live content and being able to call in if you have to, and it's it's ridiculously easy to get that done. There we go. Just make sure you mix minus. Maybe we can do that in, maybe we can do that maybe, I don't know. I don't know, maybe in like three, six months, maybe. Who knows, man? I mean, you know, hopefully we'll get something going. There you go. Sure. All right, I got another caller coming in, Lawrence. Thanks for giving right, us a call. Good. Thanks for listening, man. I appreciate it. Oh, uh, no problem. Take care. Talk to you later, bud. And we, got, a, we got another caller in on the line here. Like... Oh, there we go. What? That was the that was a Skype uh, hesitating on me there. I got an unknown caller. I usually don't answer them, but I figured I'd take this one. What the hell? I called using my actual Skype thing, and it didn't come in. Hey, Lawrence. Oh, Lawrence has got we uh we cut Lawrence loose. Oh shit! Because I, I didn't I know it was you. Him, get a get the show on RazRadioLive.com, Lawrence, and do it live. Now, he said three to six months, maybe. The fuck? I mean, he's a talented kid. He's smart. He's really smart. Obviously, he knows what he's doing. Why doesn't he just do a show on? I mean, if my fat stupid redneck ass and do a show on here anyone can do it exactly there's a huge difference between uh lawrence and you kevin and that has to do with the very beginning of lawrence's name blind lawrence it, it well, ain't yeah, easy but... doing because I've, I've i've actually seen his setup i've been over there and i've i've set him up with a mixer and all this other stuff and uh you know he's got a <laughs> in order for him to work, the, you know, the Skype and all this stuff, uh, or or to, to to make it go outbound, it's going to be a little bit of a pain in the ass. You know? He'll, he'll need to, an engineer. I'd have to or teach something. one of his co-hosts to actually do it. Yeah. Well, that's what uh, you know, James for um, for his show on IO. He ha- he has somebody in studio with him. Other than Jazzy, he actually has somebody that does different things for him throughout the show. He pays somebody to do it for him. Right. Um, you yeah. know. Go ahead, Kev. All right, guys. Actually, I'm setting up my co-host for uh, the uh, Sunday show on um, uh, Google+. And uh, 
I'm going to stay in chat. I'm going to set her up on this instead. So, uh, love you guys. No homo and Honduras, chemtrails, blah, blah, blah. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> see you, brother. Make sure you guys Bye. catch Make sure you guys catch uh, Kevin tomorrow at 7 o'clock. Um, you catch him for the week in review. Uh, always entertaining. And he uh, he didn't. Kevin, you still there? Yeah. Uh, what's your new co-host name? Uh, Angela. Angela. So. Oh. It's a it's a very very old friend I've known for twenty seven years or so, and she doesn't damn cold. She doesn't agree with a lot of things I say, but that makes for good radio. I mean, look at Dave; he hates everything you say, Sean. So <laughs> well, only twenty percent of the stuff I hate. <laughs> Chemtrails, pollywogs, yeah, uh, pollywogs, okay. All right, brother. Thanks again, and we'll uh, we'll catch Kevin and Angela tomorrow on the weekend review. And uh, hopefully I'll have um, uh, uh, Guilty Angel calling in, too, and doing a little sidebar there so we can have a three-way, you know, no homo. So. <laughs> and then I'll, I'm going to give up Lexi for a little bit so you can have a, another kind of three-way later on. Two chicks, two guys. I'm down for it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother. Talk to you later. Bye. Yeah, make sure you guys check out Kevin tomorrow on the Week in Review, 7 p.m. Uh, I, don't, I, I think Shifty did his show tonight. I mean, I know he did a show tonight, but I don't. I don't think he's doing one tomorrow. Um, so then that'll be the only one for tomorrow. Well, no, you'll have in the ladies' room. Finally. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Yeah. Yes, in the ladies' room. It's a newbie live show after Kevin tomorrow night at yeah. ten. They have a great little, cute little show. Now. Yeah, and they'll be doing their first live show without my interaction. They'll be doing everything on their own, hopefully. Mm-hmm. So that should be interesting and enjoyable. So make sure you check out the ladies' room tomorrow night. So, Dave. Georgia Guidestones. Oh, <laughs> no. Chemtrails. Honduras. No, no. <laughs> Get it all out once, right? What would you come with tonight since uh, we spent the first hour on the Guidestones? What? What did you come with tonight? Nothing. Every time I come with show prep, I never read it. <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't come with any tonight? So I didn't really come with any. Plus, you know, I... I uh, I really didn't pay attention to what was going on this week because nah, I just got my own thing going on. And uh, you got to do that sometimes. I, I actually, yeah. uh, you know, I, I always read articles and I always post them. Um, but there's sometimes that it's I read, you know, like I do. I do what you do. The show host read, you know, read the first paragraph or two, get the basic of it, and then move on. Ugh, I cannot intake information that way. It's All right, well, I, I have things off the top of my head. We could talk about how uh, New York was yesterday or the day before they uh, went to court to talk about uh, they had a couple of cops there that said there is definitely pressure for a quota. And, you know, they were they were specifically saying that, you know, go after the high crime rate areas or the high impact areas or the high-impact zones, I think they called it. And that was where, you know, the mostly uh, minority people live. And I found out a, a, a startling statistic. <coughs> and, you know, I have this whole thing on Facebook, you know, this whole fuck New York thing. Right. And, uh, Not you. Since, since uh, dictator Bloomberg has been in office, <laughs> right, they've, the, the, and you know, the, the, was it the stop and frisk? Right. They've stopped and frisked five million people that's ridiculous and what's it it's been uh three years no bloomberg's been in office he's on his 
third term. No, but and I mean the only, stop and frisk has only been three years, four years. I don't know how long it's been going on, but it could be. Let's just say it's the whole. Let's let's say it's twelve years. It's mm-hmm. five million. Still, it's five million people. <laughs> That's almost a whole population. Of- There's only eight million in the five boroughs. Right. <clears throat> Yeah, that's, they, they, they've stopped and frisked more black people than there are black people. What do you think of his uh, his soda band getting shot down? Uh, I, I think it's great. I think finally the fucking, you know, some somebody with some semblance of what the Constitution is, you know, they stood up for it. But that's, you know, they'll figure out a way. And Bloomberg got all pissy and uh, he'll figure out a way. <laughs> he'll figure out the way. They always do. They always do those fucking pricks. <laughs> Gotta love when Dave gets mad. You're really fired up tonight, man. I gotta say, yeah, well, I'm I'm sober. Oh. I actually read an article this week about um, polio vaccinations, and there's been a new order that's come up, and essentially most of it, from what I read, I haven't kind of verified it yet, but supposedly to the order of 20 million polio vaccinations will be shipped to New York. Hmm. And that's really interesting to me. Why suddenly would we need such such a large order on such a great scale being concentrated in one area? And, I mean, we know kind of the relation back. I mean, when they've done it in the past with... They actually did it... I think it was in the 80s, maybe it was the early 90s, where they did the oral polio vaccination and it started infecting other people around them and they realized they couldn't go about it. Do you remember that? No, I, I, I'm going through my articles here and I just saw something I wanted to go. Oh. Sorry, I didn't mean loud. <laughs> I was thinking. Anyways. You it, tangent it, off in the polio that, from, from that sort of soda. That sort of thing was actually banned in the U.S. and Canada, and I think they're actually going to bring it back. Well, they're trying to put out the fear of a of a biological attack, also. Well, and Susan was putting out, you know, in the next, you know, six or seven months, there's going to be another sort of false flag attack. Do you think that maybe that maybe that's where the chemical situation could come into play? Yeah. it, it that could. to me is really scary. <laughs> I have read other things this past week, not about not about the going to New York, but just um, people warning of a, a concern of increase, uh, a concern in in the likelihood of a biological or um, attack of that of that manner. You know, being a um, a disease type attack. Like so, a chemical like, warfare. Yeah, like a polio or a. A virus of some sort. Um, I don't know, Dave. You're up. You're up where up where this went on. Did you uh, hear any boom or window shaking or anything? I actually hear that all the time. And you, I, I saw you Twitter it, and uh, I was like, and I've lived in this development on and off for the last five years, and right. I hear it uh, at least once a month. Uh, this was in. And, this was. Uh, excuse me. I got something stuck in my throat there. This was in uh, Gainesville. dot com. Uh, it says boom shakes windows in several counties. A sonic boom of some sort caused windows and walls to shake over several counties in northern central Florida Thursday night. Uh, An Atula County Sheriff official got the explanation that it was a military maneuver of some kind. 
Achula County Sheriff Lieutenant Art Fogery, Fogery said late Thursday night that the west side of Gainesville flooded our flooded our communication center around 9 p.m. with calls about window clattering and wall shaking booms felt by many residents, particularly those in West Gainesville. Gainesville. So this is a little more north of you. Um, we've been in contact with the state with the state warning point and military maneuvering was the extent of the explanation. Uh, I, that, I, when I first moved down here, um, I used to live in Clearwater on Tampa Bay, almost within, like I could see planes landing at uh, McDill. Right? right. And I'm out there like 8, 39 o'clock one night walking the friggin' dog. And I hear, I hear this fucking crazy. I'm looking at the, the apartments behind me. I could see the window shake, and I'm like, what the fuck was that? And uh, it turns out two jets came in, two fighter jets came into McDill hot. Yeah. You, know, you found out the next day. Because I thought they had rules against that and stuff. Rules? Oh, they don't have to follow rules. <laughs> exactly. We don't need no stinking rules. Right. And... And if, if uh, you know, a, a, a military guy, you know, two military pilots, maybe they were hot shots, whatever the fuck they were doing, you know, what are they going to do, get fired? <laughs> They'll get disciplined like in Top Gun. They're not going to do, do shit to them. They'll be like, uh, don't do that again. <laughs> Bad boy. Yeah, that's all. That's all it is. And uh, it doesn't surprise me that it happens all the time. And again, I, I hear it once a month. I hear this low rumble that's, you know, it, it, it makes me walk out out of the house and I'm like, I can't identify it. And again, I've been hearing it for five years now. And uh, you mean like when I run out when I hear helicopters? No, it's not a helicopter. It's not. It's it's a low rumble. It almost sounds like a jet taking off. And I'm you know I'm not that far away from Tampa International, um, but it just doesn't you know if it just sounds odd. And it's and it's for a long time. Like a jet takes off and you don't hear it after 15 seconds. Right. This just goes for like a minute, minute and a half. And and I ask people like, what the hell is that? I don't know. Hmm. Nobody knows. And and that we hear reports of. Uh, this kind of thing throughout the country. Uh, where was it that they were having uh, like multiple nights in a row they were having it? Somewhere uh, out more west of us. I, I can't remember the state. I just remember the story um, that it was going on. It doesn't matter. It just shit happens all the time everywhere. <laughs> What's the difference? Uh, not really much. They I, do whatever I, the hell they want to I got do. something I want to play for Lexi. So uh, let me put this one what down. What is this anyway? Oh, it's your, uh, it's your favorite. You'll love it, I promise. Oh, man. It's your favorite. Seven Marines killed in training. Explosion oh. Russia blames senior rebels for the first alleged chemical attack. Senator Frankenstein's gun ban bill crumbles as the world marks the 10-year anniversary <laughs> of the war in Iraq. Guatemala rallied for a genocide trial while Connie won't say whether Obama will cut back on his lavish vacations. Obama says warrantless GPS tracking is needed to fight terrorism as millions celebrate Pope Francis' inauguration. Karzai opponents talk to the Taliban while Denmark set to end combat operations in Afghanistan. Several people killed and failed jailbreak in Pakistan as the U.S. give police calls to Kazakhstan. Obama hit to Israel as test of anthrax vaccine and children gets okay. How obscene. International court's credibility is under fire while the TSA humiliates a W amputee Marine. Global shares fall as Iran Supreme Leader mobilizes lawyers to swing election. If this show has been too fast for you, you can find the transcripts in the video description section. And the madness just continues on and on and on. And with that, I have no doubt. But that's all the time for World News in 60 Seconds. I'm changed the channel and I'm out. And he's out. 
you know he's going to be on, uh, what's that new radio station? Oh, uh, it's right Jason on this Burmis? site here. Hold on. Um, well, whatever. He's going to be on the same channel as Burmis. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw that today when I was looking for that. Well, actually, just a couple minutes ago when I was looking for that video. So, let me guess. Lexi does not like him. No, you can't. Can you see her sitting back and pouting right now? She had her hand, her head, and her face, or, you know, her face in her hand. You're like, oh my god! <laughs> Un- Unbound radio. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alexi, why don't you like him? Oh, it's just too much for me. Why is he too much? He's just—he's totally obnoxious. I can't take it. <laughs> he, he, well, he does. I, I like him because I—I I think he's got a little bit of a—you uh, know—he's got some skills communication skills right and i like his videos because the one minute videos are a little bit too much but the (laughs) longer ones are better um and also he he's done other things like he i saw i don't know an hour video of him uh setting up an off-grid uh house you know a small little house uh and he doesn't talk that fast you know but uh he and when i first saw him i thought he was a fucking dingbat and but now i think he's a he's a very smart guy yeah, I, I like what he does. He uh, he's re- very good. Um, I've been watching him for a while, so uh, Lexi just doesn't appreciate the the speed ones that I do. It's not <laughs> even that. It's friggin' just ugh, I don't like his communication skills whatsoever. I get his message, and I appreciate that, and I'm not discrediting it. Just like I like things that Alex Jones pushes, subject matter-wise, but not necessarily him as a person. I can't help but be a little bit critical on things like that. I have to go for a minute. (laughs) We have uh, something sneaking around. And! And! Um, how about uh, Biden Biden calling, talking about the black helicopter, helicopter crowd? God, my mouth just froze up there. You've been drinking, see? No, not really. I've been doing pretty good. I saw you grab a beer. Yeah, well, I'm allowed to have a beer. (laughs) Uh, Uh, Joe Biden. Biden slams black helicopter crowd on firearms registration. Did you see that one yet? No, I don't don't listen to anything that fucking idiot has to say. Oh, why not? Because he's the vice president. He can't do shit. Let's, uh... I got. I had some audio pulled. We never get to the audio, so I wanted to try to play it tonight. All right. There's no limitation. It in no way violates anyone's constitutional right. What is the downside of saying you can have clips with only 10 rounds in it? What does that violate? Hunting? Sportsmanship? If you need more than 10 rounds to hunt, and some argue they hunt with that many rounds, you shouldn't be out there hunting. You can't get the deer in three shots. You shouldn't be hunting. You're embarrassment. Tell me what the burden is that you have to buy three clips with 10 rounds versus one clip with 30. The cost is the same. What's the burden? What am I doing to infringe upon your, your constitutional right? When you go to registration, it raises all the black helicopter crowd notion that what this is all about is identifying who has a gun so that one day the government can get up and go to the house and arrest everyone who has a gun and they'll cite Nazi Germany and all. Yeah, so, uh, you know, he just wants to refer it to the crazy tinfoil hat-wearing guys that, uh, you know, 
I yeah, don't know. yeah. Well, you know, turns out those guys are right a lot of the time. You know, they're not right. They're usually not right when they're saying it, and it usually takes you know some time for somebody to turn around. You know, years later, be like, "Holy shit, how did we get here?" That guy was right. You know, how many times? You know, has people? Well, in the last year when we went to the election cycle and and Ron Paul was in the, in the news, how many times have people have you seen video from like 1986 of of Ron Paul talking about the Federal Reserve and, and all the shit that's going to happen? Right. You know? Well, you, and you see old videos. I mean, he looks he looks almost as young as his son does now. I know. I've seen some of those ones from like the the late 70s, early 80s. Yeah, it is weird to see that. Um, he a schmott man. Yeah, well, what are we going to do? I mean, I don't know where to stand on on Rand right now. You know, I know you don't want government at all, and you don't bother tracking it, but I don't know. we got to f- try to figure out how we're going to handle this getting back to uh, the basics again. How are we going to figure it out? What can we do? We have no authority. All we can... Oh. Well, turn the mic on. All, you, you know, all we can do at this point because we get asked this a lot well what are we supposed to do about it there we aren't going to do anything until we as an individual as you sit down and you work on yourself and you correct yourself you have no room to talk or worry about what we are doing as a society until we get our own selves in order and nobody's in order right now. Everyone's in disarray. Everyone's still trying to figure out what's going on. So the best thing you can do for yourself in the one life that you live is live your life the way you feel you should be living it. You know, Dave doesn't want to pay taxes, therefore he does not, you know, and that's a choice you can make or not, you know, but you live your life in a way that makes sense to you that makes you happy and and let the chips fall where they may and you have to adapt to the fact that things are going to go on around you that you're not going to like on a daily basis year after year you can sit here and talk about it and advocate for change which is the best really that you can do but at the end of the day if you want to make yourself happy the only thing you can do is work on yourself the rest of it is just merely entertainment for life. <laughs> merely entertainment. Hence, Honduras. <laughs> I like it. <clears throat> there we go back to Honduras. Hey, let's uh, let's bring. Oh, that's why that one's there. Let's bring our buddy uh, Skin Biscuits up. Oh shit! Hey, 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 hey. Robotic. <laughs> All right, hold on a second. Let me let me guess what he's going to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Skin. What do you want to talk about, buddy? Actually, I was calling about the, uh, you mentioned you guys were just talking about the Biden thing. And uh, I don't know if it was you or something else I read about um, him taking this lavish vacation in, like, France or some shit. It cost us a half a million. Yeah, and I only posted one of the two articles I had seen because the Drudge Report had put up two of them. And one was uh, $658,000 was the one hotel bill. And this was just the bill at the hotel. And the other one was five hundred and something thousand dollars, and they were in two separate locations. I think one was France, Paris, France, or that region, and uh, I think the other one was somewhere in England, if I'm not mistaken. I just gotta say, thanks for that, Biden. I mean, I, we really appreciate that ass raping. 
And everybody's giving, you know, all the talk of Obama taking his vacations. Well, maybe we should do a little more looking into what Biden's doing on his free time because he's, he's not doing a whole lot other than seems to be jet-setting around and, you know. Well, that's his job. He's got to fly around and talk to other dignitaries, you know. Oh, dig- other dignitaries. <laughs> other dignitaries. <laughs> You know, other, other ahead, buddy. I know you got fucking... something to say. I, I could feel the tension <laughs> over the phone. <laughs> Go ahead, Dave. <laughs> Dave. Go on. Uh, what was I even saying? It's just yeah, like he they got to fly. He's got to fly, and of course he doesn't fly alone. You know, he's got to go with a contingency of uh, so, uh, what are those guys called? Uh, Secret Service. Secret Service. (laughs) And, uh, you know, they got to bring his car and all this other shit. So, of course, it costs a lot of money for him to go talk to other assholes that don't know what the fuck they're doing, (laughs) that are are raping their country uh, with tax money. Just a room full of assholes. You got it, man. And not the good kind. Whoa, wait a second. Back it up. What are the good kind there, buddy? (laughs) Oh, snap. You walked into that one, brother. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I mean, you you, you got to realize you're on the phone with someone that's not your regular caller here, guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, you throw something out like that, you know, what kind of asshole? The good I mean, kind I'm of gonna, assholes gonna... is like a Fight Club situation. So, I call yep, myself that's it. Nope, all... it's done. I call myself there an asshole go. all the time, <laughs> and you know, I'm not hurting anybody. I'm I'm the good kind of asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I mean, I pretty much have been known that I'm an asshole. I've known it for a while now. I'm right there with you, buddy. But so you're a good kind of asshole, too, though. Yeah. yeah. Prime. Yeah. Like filet mignon. That kind of asshole. <laughs> like filet mignon. <laughs> What's Dave? Sirloin? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, any kind of damaged meat. He's only got four, to- or, uh, four yeah. toes on one foot. He's so, been you know. reduced uh. to like a... Mm, a low-grade uh, meat. Like no, I'll I'll give him like T bone or something like that. T bone, T bone's good meat. Yeah, there you go. I've got to say right now that was a really great interview. I was in and out of it with Susan Lindauer and like, you know, three kids running around and chasing kids and (laughs) little dog and little two toed Jones. If you haven't seen any pictures of him, I I I told Dave and we kind of came up with the name and he's not four toes, he's two toed Jones. So, oh, I'll tweet a picture of him. Dave saw him and he thought he was kind of cool. Yeah, chasing all that. I was in and out of the damn interview, so I didn't hear a whole lot of it. I'm anxious to hear the replay because I, I probably heard 15, 20 minutes of the entire hour. Yeah, she's a, like I was saying, she's a great interview because all you really have to do is throw a topic out, get a point or two in, and leave her be. And she just she can run with it, and, and it makes for a really easy interview, you know? She she's like one of the only people that has ever got my blood pressure up. <laughs> she like I feel excitable. The only other person who oh Who? he's the devil. The devil. Oh Brad. <laughs> he's like Brad a badass. Brad Friedman. <laughs> <laughs> Poor man Tucker. <laughs> yeah, I saw you were tweeting that the other night. I have I got to go back and listen to that because I was so mad that night. I was actually yelling into my microphone. I never like really yell. And I was yelling at him the other night, so I got to go back and listen I, I to was, that. I was yelling at my phone, bro. I was like, God, this guy is just, I was tweeting all over. I was like, are you kidding me? I wanted to call, but uh, sometimes I feel eh, like 
he's just too one-sided. Like he's just gonna, he's always just gonna be right. And it's so funny the drop of him telling you that you were right. I love that. He's absolutely so much. not wrong. He's he's right. <laughs> he's absolutely not wrong. He's, he's right. <laughs> you he mean that one? Be wrong. One day I will express my feelings about Brad, but <laughs> only if Brad is present. I don't. I don't want to talk him down. <laughs> yeah. He's one, and this other guy that I've been, I kind of harped on early on my Twitter career there, and uh, Jesse LaGreca. I mean, he's one now that, I mean, he's pretty much just eating Obama's nuts. I mean, it's just sad. I mean, he's just so one-sided. I can't even deal with listening. I mean, like, I follow him, and he follows me, and we tweet, and but it's just kind of, he's another one, you know, that's just, I, I can't deal with your bullshit anymore. Brad Friedman. Jesse LeGrec, all these guys that once I thought were, you know, giving me the things I wanted to hear, right. and then I'm starting to, you know, pay more attention. They're, eh, I've had that happen. I've had that happen with people I followed in the past. That's why I don't, you know, I still listen to Alex every day um, because you get some good news. He's he's hard to swallow, but he, he gives you he gives you energy. At least he gives me energy. Um, and I, I only listen to two hours of him. I don't do the full three hours with him anymore. Um, and I don't really follow, per se, anybody else. You know, I, I breeze through different things. I, I read more now than I watch videos anymore, where I used to watch videos and watch, um, you know, different people doing their little, you know, 20-minute podcast or video cast or whatever. And I don't really do that now. I listen to my shows that I listen to, and I read a lot more. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know if that makes a difference. Dave, you there? Yeah, well, you're coming to your own consciousness. You know, I too, at one point, I listened a lot to a lot of things. You know, from certain people like uh, let's just say Free Talk Live. I don't listen to Free Talk Live as much anymore because I'm kind of doing my own thing. I kind of see things. My I, I know enough about the way the system works. I could start to see things correctly. Or, uh, how I feel is correctly. Yeah, exactly. Well, while we got you on, Skinks, I know this one you probably caught your attention and sparked you up a little bit. Um, did you guys see, Dave, did you see the uh, the story posted about the New Jersey boy that was in the picture on his Facebook with, oh, the, yeah. with, the, with the mock AR that was actually a 22? Hey, okay, here's something to add to that. I have... Which it's it's kind of weird, you know, because I feel real, real redneck and white trash at this point when I'm going <laughs> to say this. But I have a brother. My girl, her little brother, is 12 years old. So actually, he's my what is he? Since it's her brother, he's my uncle, right? Wait, yeah. what? Yeah, it's you're, my, you're, my girl's brother. You're, he's 12, so he's you're talking uncle. about your wife's uncle. brother. That's 12. What? what yeah, exactly. Okay. That's your anyway, uncle. He, yep. They're big time into guns, and he has a, it's not a uh, um, an AK, it's an AR-22, and it looks very similar. He's got laser scopes for it. I mean, we go out shooting all the time. I have a five-year-old, and he has a BB gun. We're teaching him how to shoot already. I mean, it's something that, it's kind of disturbing that it, that, that right there just leads, and I've had a problem with the stupid-ass, let's come investigate somebody for a problem committee here in Florida, whatever the hell they're called. Uh, DCF. Uh, DCF? Family? Those guys. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, because we were playing tackle football when I got divorced, and my son showed up with red marks, and all of a sudden I got accused of doing some disturbing mm. shit. Oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah, but it all got washed away because it was bullshit. But anyways, going back to that, I mean, it's a picture, and the kid, he, he just, it wasn't like he was, you know, causing any harm or doing anything bad. It was just a picture. And the dad, I, is anything's guilty, anyone's guilty of doing anything, it's the dad just not being smart enough to, you know, maybe think a little and say, that's probably not the best thing to put out there. But, you know, it's a sin that we have to even think about that now because that was, you know, I have pictures of me when I was. 10, 11, 12 years old shooting, actually pulling the trigger, you know, firing the gun. Um, you know, of course, we didn't have Facebook then, but the picture got shown to friends and family when they'd come to the house. No different than what you do with your Facebook to show your pictures to your friends and family. Uh, I will say, though, if you look at the picture, um, the father obviously didn't do too bad of a job because the kid's trigger finger is not on the trigger. Oh, I'm so glad you mentioned that because that's one of the things I first noticed was the kid is holding the weapon properly. Yep, exactly. You know, it's it's right up on uh, uh, RazRadioLive.com if you guys want to check the article out and check the picture out. You'll see that. Yeah, I, I wouldn't send anybody there right now because your site's all fucked up. I know, I know, I know. It's because of me. You know, everybody's, it's all blowed up. They want to see what's going <laughs> on. Skin biscuits is here. Now, we are having issues with the site, and the Salty, <laughs> who takes care of that end of it, is working on um, about, I think he's probably building the bomb to go blow up GoDaddy at this point in time. <laughs> he's, uh, he's negotiating st- severely with GoDaddy right now. So. Uh, who is? Who's hey, hey, Tell him when he goes to HostGator, he has to go through me, and I, I, I get a deal. All right. I'll look. So, well, he, he knows should, now. I'll <laughs> uh, tell him myself. He's right. listening. Uh, if I, hey, if listen, I could add know, something to the you guys are missing. Show real quick, give me one second. What's Here that? Here we go. Oh, yeah. Snapping a fresh one. Oh, there you go. Popping open. <laughs> Popping the top. Right. You guys are missing a, a major issue when it came to this uh, this little kid with the gun. What's that? was that cops are on their way to the house. Mm-hmm. And what happened was, um, I think he either called his lawyer or he had the lawyer on the phone. He had the lawyer on his cell phone. He did, yeah. 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 And, yeah, and he wouldn't let the cops in the house at all, which is the thing that you have to do. They had nothing to stand on. And what they what they try to do is they try to bully them their way in. To find something. And get in and then find shit. Right. So if you don't open the door... Uh, they have because they, they, they can't go in without a warrant. Well, well it sounds to me. It well, sounds to me like from what it, from what the article says, and the attorney uh, the attorney adds some things to this. Uh, it doesn't sound like the police really wanted to be there. Like exactly. they, it says uh, the four police officers acted professionally. They were there at the request of DIFUS, which DIFUS is the, the Department of Youth and Family Services in New Jersey. Mm. Uh, my initial thought when I when I saw the photograph of the child holding the weapon is what is wrong with teaching your children how to utilize what is within your home? What is wrong when you feel that they've reached a level of maturity, teaching them how to use those weapons and protect their own home. That's what they're there for. Why would you want to delay that process? And why would it be wrong to photograph it? They don't want you to that. do anything. They don't want you to have guns. They don't. But it's not was, against the law to teach your child how to use a weapon. But they don't the, want that no, mentality that not, anymore. They don't want the, the gun culture. Matter. There was a guy, I think, about a year or two ago, that moved 
to New Jersey from, I don't yeah, know, I remember the story, yep. He had two guns. He called up the police and said, how do I transport the guns uh, to this state? And he did it exactly how that somehow he got, I don't remember how, he got pulled over, whatever. But he's in jail now yep. for transporting weapons. And he called, and he, and, and he did nothing wrong. He did everything legal. He's still in jail. Yeah. They don't give a fuck. Yep. Mm. Jersey, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm lucky I never got in trouble in Jersey now that I sit down and look at the way it is from the outside. You've know, you got to worry about your kid. That's up there. Your kids that are up there. Like I'm, I'm worried about my son who's about to turn twenty. He's already been arrested for a weapons possession. He's already dealing with that. Thankfully, he, uh, if he's, if he's good for the next four months, it, it gets uh, <laughs> over and done. Away. But uh, you know, things that were happening to that are going to happen to our kids now didn't happen to us when we were children or when we were teenagers because the cops were way cooler then. Right. Well, that. Well, let me. Fi- let's finish this because that brings up a story I want to tell from last night. Um, Basically, what he's alleged, uh, it says here, here's what Moore, Moore is the father, alleges on the Delaware Open Carry Forum. Uh, New Jersey Department of Youth and Family Services came to his home, accompanied by police officers. They came to be, came, they claimed to be responding to a call about a photo of a young boy holding a firearm. Without, without a search warrant, Dyfus demanded entry into Moore's home and access to all of his firearms. Moore was not initially there, but his wife called him. When the lawyers, when his his lawyer listening to the exchange on the phone with police and Dyfus, Moore denied entry to his home and access to his safe where he stores his guns. When Moore requested the name of the Dyfus representative, she refused to give it to him. After threatening to take my kids, the police and family service worker left empty-handed and seeing nothing. So that's what he claims a, a br- quick breakdown of, of what happened. <clears throat> well, to me, that's absolutely, I mean, he did nothing wrong. He did exactly what he should have. And, I mean, there was no absolutely no reason for even to come and look at it. I mean, I, I get the, the, the culture, you know, and everything, the way things are going these days and, you know, the mass shootings in schools. But like you said, Sean, the kid was holding the weapon, and he he wasn't like, you know, in a threatening way. He was holding it properly, like he knew how to handle it. And it wasn't even, (laughs) it was a twenty-two, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. but he was in camo. It shouldn't have to matter, though, what's going on these days or what was going on back then. We have every right to teach ourselves and our children how to survive and part of surviving is knowing how to protect yourself and if a parent wants to teach their child to utilize a weapon that they have every right to there's no reason why they should have dyphus or anyone else knocking on their door because they're teaching their child how to use a weapon and taking a picture of their child using a weapon i mean it's completely asinine to begin with from the very get-go of this whole thing it's absurd and people should not be deterred from teaching their family how to live properly and part of teaching your your family how to live properly is teaching them how to protect themselves first and foremost because I do think we will eventually be in a situation where we're going to have to know how to do that we will need those skill sets and we shouldn't be setting them at the wayside word yeah, 
You know, I, unfortunately, I, I don't disagree. You know, I uh, I just recently was looking into um, Honduras reloading, reloading because you know you can't find nine millimeter, and I've been wanting to reload or learn how to reload for years, and I finally was like, you know, fuck it, let me learn how to do it this week, and I you know looked at some oh, videos. And I was like, wow, it's not all that difficult at all. There's you know, something you'll you, learn how to do and not uh, put to the wayside, though. You might actually keep doing that one. Yeah. Are you so talking, I was about, like, right, are you talking time, about reloading your own ammo, like re restocking, like making your own ammo? Yeah. It, it's not all oh. that difficult at all. Especially, you know, like if I, if I went to the range and I blasted off 100 rounds, I could take those 100 uh, Casing. brass casings back and reuse them. And it's not all that, it's, it's not that much money to put another bullet in and powder and a snap <laughs> or a, a cap. It's but funny, uh, Fortos has no idea where I'm from, and that's like regular culture around here, buddy. I mean, yeah. I, All right. So, so you the first, but it's, the it's not, it's not for most people. For most people, it's not common knowledge. Most people would not know how to go about that, and it's it's good to no, it's, know those absolutely. things. Absolutely, I agree totally. And I mean, you can go on YouTube and figure out that shit how to reload your own ammo. Yeah, it's, it's that's what's that great is we we are in a society of having access to just about any type of information you want to know about. I mean, it's fantastic. It's, it's almost encouraging like one to utilize it is the problem. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. All right, but here, here's, my five-year-old asked me today if we could go get more BBs for his BB gun. I said, "Come on, man! I mean, you're, you're killing me with these BBs. I like to shoot that." <laughs> yeah, that's right, a good so, thing. All right, uh, Skin Biscuit. Let me ask you this. Uh, and this is what I learned, you know, after I found out, you know, you got to get the dye and and the and uh, the press and all this other shit. Um, I can't find any of the stuff because I was like all right let me go look to see how much these things cost and every place I looked online was all out of stock they were out of stock of the press. <laughs> everybody they're else is doing stock. the same thing you're doing they're, right, they're out of stock <laughs> exactly of the press, right I mean you, it's, it's so simple to do the process like you said you can pick up your shells out out at the range and just re- reload them I mean but everybody doesn't you can't just buy what you need these days everybody's doing what you are already trying to do well I, I don't know is it is it that Somebody is that what's going on? Is there is everybody just buying everything, and that's that's why we can't get bullets anymore? Mm-hmm. Because I, I got a friend, a female friend of mine, who wants to learn how to shoot, and she can't get bullets anywhere. And I'm like, all right, I've got a hundred <laughs> rounds here. I'll give you a box so that you can go learn how to shoot. You know, but I'm not giving up my other box. Fuck right. that. We got a we got a our we've got our normal end of show caller here. He's been doing this all night to everybody. <laughs> We got Chuck or Mike on the line. What's up, buddy? Hey, hey brother. What's new? What you hey, got? Dave, um, I, I know the stores don't have rounds, but I went to the gun show today, and uh, you- nine millimeter rounds were plentiful. How was uh? Well, see, that's the thing is I don't have access to a show. You know, I, I if I'm going to go to a you show, don't have you know, it's eight nine bucks. I mean, it's- you live around the general area up there in Tampa, right? Yeah, I've been to that gun show. It's just, I, I, A, I don't have a truck anymore. B, I don't have the nine bucks to, to get in the place. C, I don't have the, you know, the 150 bucks to spend on ammo. You know, I don't, I'm not without ammo. I have 150 rounds of nine millimeter. I got another 150 rounds of 22. I'm okay. 150. You know? <laughs> now, That's it? Now, the one, round, the one round that I did have a problem finding has been 40 caliber. Well, that's well that's, that, you know why, right? That's what DHS has bought up. That's what DHS is buying. <laughs> 40, cali- 40 caliber, 40 caliber, 40 caliber, 40 <laughs> caliber 
Uh, it looks like a car. Forty caliber was designed for law enforcement. Oh yeah, absolutely. They, they, they bought up like what two billion rounds of those, and then the other, the armored piercing ones. Uh, they bought yeah, up. Yeah, they're buying up all the forty caliber rounds that they can. Um, most of them that they're buying up is hollow points. Yeah, the hollow points. I'm sorry, armor uh, piercing shit. Yep. Anything yeah, well, that I'm having a really hard time finding. Yeah. What was that? I said I'm so having a really hard time. Oh, I'm stepping all over you, Mike. I'm oh, my bad. Go ahead, bro. I was just saying anything that can create maximum bodily bodily damage. No, well, that's what they want. They want to be able to do maximum bodily damage. <laughs> Through whatever we have to stop maximum bodily damage. That's right. All right, Skin, we're going to let my, uh, Trucker Mike do his thing for a minute here because we're getting towards the end. Uh, I want to thank you for listening and calling in, bro. Oh, I'm always listening, guys. I really appreciate you guys having me on for tonight, man. And uh, you guys all take care. You too, brother. I'll talk to you soon. Take it easy. Peace out. So, Mike, you uh, picked up your new gun today, didn't you? Yes, I did. How were the, how were the uh, the uh, rounds down range? Um, I haven't sent it down range yet. Ah, oh, I, I got I got it's been pouring down rain, and um, I had a bunch of other stuff to do. Plus, uh, you know, go to the gun show and try and find more rounds because the store didn't have many rounds, so I had to go buy more and I had to go find a holster because holsters and magazines for forty calibers there seems to be a shortage of those too. Dave, tell them where to go. Crossbreed holsters. Well, you know, actually, it turns out you could actually make that shit yourself. Oh, yeah? Yeah, if you look it up on the internet, you could actually buy a piece of leather and buy a piece of uh, Kyvex, I think it's called, and make yourself a little vacuum-forming thing, and you could custom make your own thing for, like, 20 bucks. Oh. I, I, found me, I found me a decent holder, holster at, at the gun show for about 20 bucks. Um, That's not bad. You're, you're going to wind up hating it. Now look, I, you know, I don't look into the crossbreed style. They're bigger, um, and they they actually shit. Uh, what's his name? The uh, Eric, um, Spicoli. He's yeah. He, he he's got a nice leather type that was really dynamite, and I was like, wow, it's it's expensive. Uh, well, it's about eighty ninety bucks, and it takes about six eight weeks to get. But that shit looks nice. And like the Kyvex winds up fucking up your gun, and it, look, it, I don't know if anybody could see. Here's my holster right here, and uh, the inside is fucked up a little bit. And uh, for 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 black guns, mine's an, a nickel-plated gun. Um, his black gun got all fucked up from going into this. Uh, In this that, Kyvex, well, yeah, it's great. I don't know. If, well, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure Trucker Mike's not looking, but well, no, Trucker Mike he, can't say. If he looks on uh, the, the YouTube video later, this is a crossbreed holster right here. Yeah, just go to YouTube later on. Go to the end of the end of the show when you can see it. And this piece right here is what saves the, the my love handle. <laughs> <laughs> it tucks you in, doesn't it? Oh yeah, you can see. The, I don't know how well you can see it, but you can see that fucker. That thing is burnt. It my my gun. Look at you see the. You, yeah, I saw. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Too funny. If that wasn't there, it would st- it would stick into my fucking fat. <laughs> so did you get any uh, tornadoes or anything up there, Mike? No, just a lot of rain. Yeah, a lot we, of rain. We got a bad storm down our way last night. Uh, hail and everything, my parents. storm just, slow, just slowly crept its way up here. No, you... <clears throat> excuse me. What you were getting was out of uh, Texas, uh, Louisiana, 
There was some some really nice harp activity out there the past week. Oh God! Oh God! Harp activity. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you really? know, you know how you it goes, discredit Dave. yourself when you say shit like that. Oh no, I don't. A lot of lot of in my eyes, you do. In your eyes, well. It's okay. That's our twenty. <laughs> right, I'm sure. I'm sure my credibility is right up there when I start talking about Honduras. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mike, we're gonna wrap up the show, bro. Thanks for giving us a call. Not a problem, brother. I'll talk to you later. All right, man. Later. Right. Uh, well, it's been a a fun show, I must say. Uh, I want to thank Susan Lindauer again for joining us. Um, Dave, nope. let's let you. Uh, do your closing statement. Will we be seeing Dave next week? Has that been discussed? Uh, no, I haven't got. No, I, I don't even know if I'm gonna have a truck next week. Well, I'm, huh? I got to talk to somebody else too. So, hi, Mikey. <laughs> hi, Mikey. Yeah. yeah, he's been he's been fun all night. Yeah, he has not been cooperative mommy. tonight. Mommy's loving this right now. <laughs> well, he's, he's not. It's not like he ran uh, around and started screaming. Put him on the microphone. Let him say something. Mm. Mikey, come here. Yeah, Lexi's gonna get him. Since you want to be up. Come here. Come talk. Now he's being all shy. No? Uh-huh. We're not going to talk? We're, we're oh, saying, right. He knows me. Say hi to Mr. Dave. Come on. Hi. Say hi. Say hi. <laughs> hey, Mr. Dave. He's wired. He fell asleep um, like right around 5 o'clock. He was watching TV and just passed out <laughs> and got way too much sleep, and now he's wired. Yeah. No, don't do that. Get out of here. <laughs> all right. Let's wrap this up. Honey, uh, Dave, you got anything? Fi- other final words? I got nothing to say. You got nothing? <laughs> Honey, you want to say goodbye? Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> say goodbye. No. No. <laughs> I, got, I don't have everything up here. Well, guys, I want to thank you for listening and and uh, joining us tonight on the first 52. It's been a fun time, uh, as usual. We thank you for joining us. Make sure you join us next week. Don't miss Kevin Harris tomorrow at 7 p.m. <laughs> that I love having little ones. It, it makes you, it makes you remember why you, uh, why you drive and fight for this stuff. Be safe, guys. We love you. <laughs> Let's investigate the consequence of a bittersweet loss of sense, a weapon in a war against ourselves. Setting sun, loading guns, don't be afraid of mistakes, emotions misplaced, to love or to hate, I don't know what to do, we're all lost and confused, just trying to get through in this world, always trying to prove that we're worth what it takes, but it takes a long time. The dirt to see grace When I'm trying to be real They tend to be fake When I'm risking it all With no time to waste Fuck this rat race I'm leaving this place It's time to blast off Destination The sunset hung behind us And the universe to blind us From the moon we'll watch the whole world explode Moving free unguided Through the beautiful, the silent With the light show from a passing UFO Lost in the glow 
so much thanks the first 52 is the bump diggity are chemtrail geoengineering programs changing our weather and destroying our environment why in the world are they spraying they want to create a storm in the southeast then they'll start engineering out over the north pacific that's where the trailies will be find out why critics are calling why in the world are they spraying the most important film that is revolutionizing the environmental movement Go to whyintheworldarethespraying.com for more information. It's just going to get worse until the point where we're not going to be able to grow anything at all unless it's a Monsanto genetically modified, abiotic stress resistant seed. Why in the world are they spraying? New international version with languages available from around the world. Go to whyintheworldarethespraying.com for more information. It's all about money, and weather is another form of commoditizing, a way the central command group can commoditize another form of our life. Why in the world are they spraying? And if you control the weather, you're going to control the planet. It's that simple. 